Ladies and gentlemen, can you hear me? We have an amazing, amazing episode prepared for you today. But before we roll into that, we have to thank some individuals. Some amazing, wonderful, beautiful individuals. The ones listed on the screen right over here. The list has gotten so long, I can't even read it anymore. I'm eternally grateful to the Sages of the Lodge, those who donate monthly to keep my nonsense going. Listen, I don't need to tell you where to do it. It's in the episode description. You know that. Enough of my babbling. Enough, enough of the pre-conjecture. It's time to move into today's episode with these amazing guests, ladies and gentlemen. Dare I roll them off? We are joined by Andy Brew, Kitties and Mitties, and Manny, two first timers. Um, I want to give you guys some time to introduce yourself, let the people know what you do, and then we're going to jump right into this. So listen, somebody volunteer quickly, jump on in, let the people know who you are, what it is you're about. Yeah, I'll go first real quick. Uh, my name is Andy Brew. Hey, what's good, everybody? Uh, first of all, Andy, thanks for inviting me on the podcast. Uh, it's always a good time here. I'm very excited for today. Uh, yeah, I'm a variety streamer. I do a lot of a lot of games, a lot of first playthroughs. Uh, that's kind of my thing. Uh, so yeah, you can find me on YouTube as Andy Brew or on Twitch as Andy Brew Forty Eight. That's where I'm at. That's where I'm at. Next up, come on. Why do you spin hey, it out? I'll, I can go next. I can go next. Uh, so, hi, I'm Kitties and Mitties. Um, first off, thank you, Landy, for inviting me to be on today. I'm of super course. excited. Um, I play a lot of JRPGs on Twitch. Um, some of my favorites being Kingdom Hearts, The World Ends With You, and Final Fantasy VII. Um, and yeah, I'm just really, really happy to be here. Thanks. And my name is Manny um, on the interwebs. I go by Unknown Live, and I'm really happy to be here. And uh, yeah, similar to what a lot of the other people here already said, I love JRPGs, and I like talking about all that jazz. And I'm just happy to be here, and I'm excited to talk about all this stuff with you guys. Excellent. So look, there's no shortage of things to talk about. There's so much going on. I don't think I, I haven't heard one theory that I can't poke like poke 15 holes through. So I've had a problem really making sense of the new mystery that's upon us in Final Fantasy VII Rebirth. But before we get into that, what were your guys' impressions on Remake? And what did you think of the developers saying they wanted to change a few things here or make a new element of surprise? Overall, what were your guys' impressions on that? I could definitely say that I was surprised a ton by the, the direction that they went with Remake. Like, I just finished a game recently uh, doing the expansion and playing through the base game of Remake. And I was expecting, like, a one-to-one -one clone just so people can re-experience a story that was told, like, over 20 years ago. But the direction that they went in where it's, like, you're taking the story that already existed and kind of adding a lot more depth to it where you get to just take deeper dives into the characters who are already there take deeper dives into the environments that already existed, such as like Walmart being a lot more fleshed out and like seeing a lot more. And I thought that was really cool, in my opinion, as someone who's been a long time fan of the game. It's like it's not just catering to people who are newer to playing Final Fantasy seven. Even people who've been playing the game for a while get a chance to experience something new for the first time as well. So like I welcome it 100 percent. I love the game like so much. And I, I thought I'd be one of those people shaking my fist like, ah, this isn't my OG game that I used to play when I was a kid. But now I'm like, yo, this is dope. And I like encourage everyone to try it at this point, you know? Yeah, I same here. Like, I mean, I'm not like a I didn't play Final Fantasy 7 until a couple years ago. Like literally I played it right before the rebate came out. So I don't like it didn't hit me on like a nostalgia standpoint, but like 
yeah, like them. I'm actually like really glad like of what we got because it wasn't what I expected. Because I also expected I was like, oh, it's a remake. But after playing the game, you realize, wait, it's not a remake in the sense of like it just you know it, it, here's the old game in PS1 Polygon mm. character graphics, and here it is like so much later with like it you know updated graphics and like the world just fleshed out. No. It's a remake because uh, there are certain characters who are quite literally remaking things, you know. And so it's like like things are happening. There's characters who are aware of the events of Final Fantasy VII. It's you know the remake's more of a sequel than a remake, and that's what's most intriguing to me because like you know it, it's cool to have like a one for one remake, I guess. And you know honestly, even looking back at it, like if you really think about it, I would say ninety to ninety five percent of Final Fantasy VII remake was brutally faithful. To the original, you know, just with more fleshed out things in Midgar. Um, mm -hmm. But the fact that, like, now they are changing so much, and it's actually, I think it's, I'm actually, like, more, I'm more intrigued than I thought I would be, right? Because it's like, we don't know really what's going to happen. Like, we have an idea of what to expect. Like, we know, we kind of have an idea of what to expect to play out, but, like, really, like, there, because of how it ended, there's so many ways they can take this, and I'm completely on board with it so i'm i don't know i love it like i'm i'm very excited with you guys there um i didn't realize that that's what it was going to be when i first picked it up and started playing it um and then when it when that moment hit when i realized that it wasn't like a true remake but it was like a continuation i personally got really excited because not only do we get to see all the characters that we know and that we love, but I feel like that it gives you so much more to look forward to. And it kind of gives you like that suspense and it makes you think about it a whole lot more. Whereas if it would have been just like a true remake, I feel like I wouldn't, you know, be as excited. I wouldn't be as jazzed and anticipating all the new stuff that they can throw at us. I think it was risky, but I think it's going to be really hecking cool. Yeah, I think it paid off. I think it's oh, yeah, paying for off. Sure. Mm -hmm. For sure. Well, it, it gives you something to be excited about, like especially considering they were splitting this game up into parts, right? If we all yeah. knew exactly what was coming in the next game, the hype wouldn't be here, right? Like we'd all be ready mm -hmm. for it. And, you know, for a lot mm -hmm. of us, we'd be day one buyers. Like I know if, oh, they sure. went, if they went shot for shot, one for one remake, I would have been a happy customer. But I'm mm -hmm. kind of with you guys where I think what they're doing now is way more fun, way more creative and Again, so much about the original FF7 was that element of surprise. And when you take that away, yep. I feel like you lose a lot of the flavor. So figuring out creative ways to reintroduce that element, I I'm all for it personally. Um, but, you know, I'll start with you, kitties. You know, you got that Zack figure on your desk. When I first I met you, you were defending Crisis Core with your life. So and I still will. <laughs> when the plot goes vanished and Zack survived... I imagine you, you, if you weren't buckled in already, you were pretty much buckled okay. in for the whole ride. Like, what happened to you when all of that went down? I'm very curious. Okay, okay. Okay, so when we got that scene in Remake where, where we see Zach and you see him after the fight and you see that he's not dead, I had a lot of questions. <laughs> and I, I was so, okay, so I'm still kind of torn because part of me was worried and part of me was excited because the part of me that loves Zach Fair was like, oh, my God, I'm getting more Zach. Like, Zach's such a great character. Everyone's going to get to meet him. Like, this is fantastic. But then the other part of me was scared because I was like, but Crisis Core had such a perfect ending, such a perfect setup for the next chain of events. So I'm not going to lie to you. I, I was kind of worried as well 
But I think with some of the recent stuff they've introduced, I think that I'm more excited than scared. Personally, because with them, um, with Reunion being announced and stuff, like, I think they're just confirming that his origin, that his story is still very, very much important to what's going on. And that was what I was concerned with. Yeah, and I was going to say, too, like, you know, the fact that they're re-releasing Crisis Core as this, like, remake, remaster, whatever it is, you know, like, the fact that they're re-releasing it uh, all with, like, updated graphics and, Mm -hmm. um, you know, they want you to know Zack's story. They want you to know this character and his story before playing Rebirth. And it's interesting because, you know, one of, like, the biggest, like, plot revelations in Final Fantasy VII is, like, in, like, in, like, that Disc 2 era, whenever, like, Cloud really finds out, like, who he is and, oh, he's not who he, he really thinks he is and all this stuff. And so, like, when you play through Crisis Core, if you play that without, like, playing the original it like kind of spoils like that big twist and the fact that they are, you know, releasing, they want you to play crisis core. They're re-releasing it and remaking it. And, you know, they want you to know the story, which means that it's whatever they have cooking up is worth spoiling like that twist. You know what I mean? So like, what, what are they going to do? And like, how are they going to, like essentially one up like what they did in the original FF seven to keep us all engaged and, and like locked in, you know, because I'm just like, I'm just thinking like, cause again, like that was such like a huge thing in Mm -hmm. FF seven, like clouds, whole identity. And so it's like, what do they have? What are they, what are they doing? You know, it's going to be something big. Yeah. Oh, it has to be. And I think, I think what it's actually going to be is, you know, Part of what Genova and Sephiroth want is to break Cloud, right? The more you can break him Mm -hmm. and scramble his eggs, the easier he is to manipulate and control. I actually think him bumping into Zack or like crossing with Zack is going to mess with his brain even more. Like it it won't be that charming reunion of, buddy, you're alive. I think it's, it'll, like Aerith just saying the name Zack in remake messed up his Mm -hmm. head. What would happen if he actually saw him? Um, that's why when you look at killing fate and Zack surviving, it's like, who wanted that? Did the planet want that? Or does Genova want that? Cause that can help her it break clouds. It's me. I wanted that. But, uh, but I'm with you there, Andy. I think considering they want, that was a big twist in the original, but now that they literally want to literally untwist it for the player, whether this is your first time playing Seven, or whether you're a legacy player, they want to basically untwist that, and they want you going into the future knowing about Zach and the whole uh, thing going on with Cloud. So I have to think that what they're cooking has to be orbiting that exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like, I mean, and again, granted, you don't have to pick up Crisis Core; you don't have to play it. Like, no one's right. like forcing you to do that. You could go into Rebirth, not even playing original ff7 and still have like a fantastic time you know there was um i could speak for like my cousin on the matter but my cousin Mm -hmm. is like he's never played really a final fantasy game ever and he played seven remake and it's like one of it's he said is one of his favorite games ever now so he wants it's inspiring him to want to go play the original you know so like Mm -hmm. you can play these games without knowing the original but oh my gosh like 
again, like they want you to know, obviously they're releasing Crisis Corian for a reason. They want you to know Zach's story and the fact that Zach is such a critical role going forward. And even oh, like yeah. the devs, like confirming that as mm -hmm. well in like recent interviews, how important he's going to be. My goodness, what? I mean, I have like theories, but hey, gosh, like what do they, you know, what do they have planned? You know, the cloud boss fight where you fight as Zach. That's what they have. Oh, like, dude, talking about this earlier. Literally, earlier. <laughs> like, what if, like, what if, like, uh, let's just say, like, I mean, we could probably talk about Aerith and like all that stuff. Spoilers. As we, as we go on. Spoiler warning. Yeah, there's going to be. If, yeah, there's going to be huge out. spoilers, I'm sure. Imagine coming here and not even playing the game. So you're like, what's okay, going on? So like, okay, all right. So now that we got that out of the way. Okay, great. Um, imagine if like this time around, if Cloud actually is the one to kill Aerith. If Sephiroth yes. actually makes him kill Aerith. Yes. And Zack is there to win. He like, almost did in the original game. Like yeah. Twice. Twice yeah. he's this close. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, that would that right? would be insane. If, if you want that would be cloud, wild. How else and that would break, break him. <laughs> yeah. That's a surefire way to do it. Look yeah. how emo he was in Advent Children, and that's when it wasn't his fault. Imagine I if know. it was his fault. You know, then Jenova has him. Like that's the thing. If Jenova can make that happen, Cloud's done for good. You think, uh, I wonder what that would do to Zach if Zach watched that happen, though. Oh, that would absolutely it would cloud strife him. It would cloud strife him. Yeah. <laughs> well, I was gonna say, like, do you think, like, do you think that, like, Sephiroth, because I we don't really know, because, like, my like, I think this is happening in like two different timelines, you know, and uh, maybe there might be a point. What's that about? What's going on? The there? multiverse, mm -hmm. yeah. I, I, what's I think, theories on that. I think because fate is dead, like. Now there is this, this, the, the, it created like this branch, right, in the timeline. So, like, there is this branch, and now it's like, here's the branch where like Zach is alive. And maybe because, like, like, let's just say, because now that fate is dead, because that's what Sephiroth wanted. Let's be real. The fact that he's like using like the whispers and, and everything to like to, to attack our protagonist and to mess things up. And, you know, the, we, we kill them in the end. And I, that's exactly what Sephiroth wanted, right? Because he doesn't want a repeat of what happened in the previous Final Fantasy VII because Sephiroth lost, right? Mm -hmm. So it's like, I can see, like, here's what I could see happening. Like, now there's now there's this different timeline that's happening. And I could see, like, Let's say because we killed fate that like maybe some things will play out the same and maybe some things won't. And with those things not playing out the same, even though fate's dead, it could still maybe cause some kind of convergence in the timeline. Like I had this theory of like, yo, what if, what if, uh, you know, cloud, cause if, if it does play, if the game does play out how, you know, FF seven does play out eventually, like after, if Aerith does die, right, like like she does in the original, they're going to make their way to the crater. Cloud's going to give the black material to Sephiroth and boom. Like I, in my theory, that's where part two, that's where Rebirth ends. I, mean, I, I think that makes the most sense to me. I, I want to give you a know? shout out. I just want to give a shout out to PB and Jilly who dropped something in the Discord that showed that the, okay. so the Sephiroth song from the OST at the end of it, Rebirth is attached. So I think you're 100% no right way. that this game yeah. ends with the Black Material given to Sephiroth, rebirthing well, him from the it, Northern Crater. It makes sense because, like, literally, like, this, like, 
Rebirth is going to be the Empire Strikes Back of Final Fantasy VII, you know, of mm-hmm. the remake trilogy. Like, and it seems like the the whole remake compilate like trilogy is focused on Sephiroth. Final Fantasy VII remake, what's happening? Sephiroth's literally remaking things. You know, oh yeah, he's definitely a central part of that story. What's going to happen in Rebirth? Well, what happens in the original? Cloud gives the black material to Sephiroth, and what happens? He's reborn, and. Like, I can just picture it, right? Like, just as, like, in 7 Remake, when Aerith looks up to the sky and she says, oh, I miss it, the steel sky, and then, bam, credits roll. Barrett and and Tifa are in jail, and Barrett looks out the window, and he's seeing Meteor fall from the sky. And it's that same, it's, like, the same Same thing. It pans up to the sky, credits roll, that's the end of Part 2, and now... Now part three is Return of the Jedi, right? Mm-hmm. Like oh getting God. the gang back, <laughs> the back together. Analogies. Yeah. So and but like kind of like where I was like thinking with like the timeline stuff, it's like what if like in Zach's timeline, he's also making his way to the crater, or maybe Sephiroth or Genova is like because Zach's got the Mako in him as well. Can he mm-hmm. be yep. controlled as well? He's drawing him to the crater. And then something crazy is going to happen there. So, yeah, I don't know. That's a lot. I just I have a lot of thoughts. I'm thinking a lot of things. I need a drink now. (laughs) (laughs) But Kitty Demani, how do you guys feel? Do you think there's a second timeline or or do you think they're in the live stream? What do you think the answer to that mystery is? What exactly is going on with Zach here? Okay, so the second that we saw Zach lived, I immediately thought second timeline. Not going to lie to you. Mm-hmm. I thought that there had to be a separate timeline because there's no doubt that, you know, when you're playing remake, like the events of Crisis Core definitely happened. You know, like Zach definitely died. All that stuff that messed Cloud up definitely happened. And when he came back and you saw him alive, and then even later after you play the Yuffie DLC and you see him show up at the church, I'm like, this has to be like, that was my immediate thought. I was like, this has to be a separate timeline. And then like even later, like there were interviews and stuff, right? Where Nomura said they weren't changing the past, that they were changing the future. Like to me, to me, that screams alternate timeline. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I would definitely agree with that. Like, I think during that final fight when you're challenging fate itself Mm -hmm. and they show all of the short clips of like Cloud putting Aerith in the water in like the original Final Fantasy VII as if it's like something that could happen if they were to lose to Sephiroth in that fight. Mm -hmm. So it's like they don't change the past technically, but they just have something completely different going on in the concurrent present that's going on. So it's like events are changing and it's like, okay, well... We know what could have happened if they would have lost that fight in fate right there. It would have just mm-hmm. rolled out and been the original Final Fantasy VII. Right. But I love how they kind of like compartmentalized everything into one story. It's like, this is what could have happened, but it didn't this time. So we're going to figure out what happens in this alternate timeline of everything going on, you know? And even like, I know Andy and I talked about this earlier, and I was talking to Umber about this the other day about the idea of like at the end of the game where Aerith's like, my stomach feels funny. It's like, that was when she was supposed to get stabbed. <laughs> and that was like going to happen like a different timeline, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's like all of these events are kind of happening like simultaneously. And it kind of gives you this buildup of like, okay, so if like we know this alternate timeline could have happened, but it didn't. Like what's going to happen next? And how are we going to see new events roll out through this? Because it's like the way that I see it is like even thinking of the crisis core thing of how they said, I still don't believe it for some strange reason that they're going to keep the game like a one-to-one remake. I feel like they're going to add something mm-hmm. to it. 
Like, I don't know what it's going to be, but it has to be something just to make things different. And I know Andy has an idea about this. I don't want to steal his. Right, so I was, I was going to ask, <laughs> I was going to ask, do you guys really believe that there's like not going to be anything at the end? Yes. I think I think there's I don't know. Okay. I okay, have, maybe okay. something extra, maybe something yeah. like hinting at something for for yeah. rebirth or something. But I think the game itself is going to be one to one. I really he, uh, uh, here's uh, my theory. Go for it. Go for it, Andy. OK, so when I was Manny and I were talking about this earlier, but essentially like you and Manny have your own damn podcast for this. We talked talk for like, like yo, we talked for a while. Talking, we were just playing some FF14. It is what hey, it is. It lit, hanging out. <laughs> um, but no, we were. Um, so essentially what I think uh, could happen. So at the very end, Zach is fighting off against all of the soldiers and you, you're not supposed to win that fight. Like he dies, like that's how it goes. Well, what yeah. if you can unlock an alternate ending where you can actually win that fight, and your reward is like this alternate cutscene that ties into like Seven Remake or Seven Rebirth in some way? Like I'm not saying you have to you have to uh, actually change how it ends. I don't like I don't think that's gonna happen. But they could. I don't know. They could like add something where like if you survive, like. You know, and you get rewarded with this cutscene because he, in the remake, he's alive. You know, I'm curious what Landy you have to uh, say. Okay, so I'm going to take what you're saying. I'm going to go. I'm going to go a little big brain on this. So I, I right, want to also go. provide devil's advocate for the multiple timeline theory, even though I do think okay. that it's very possible that's what's going on. But let's focus on what you're talking about here. They're not going to change anything in Reunion because they don't have to. And I'll tell you why. They don't have to. I'll tell you why. Mm. Because Genesis. Zach's going to die in the fight. Because like Nomura said in that interview, history has not changed. This is a chance to show the player what history is not necessarily supposed to be, but what is the history we were rebelling against in Remake. So I think everything's going to play out as it should, and Zach's going to die at the end. Here's where your bonus cutscene comes in. Do you remember the end? where uh, Vice and Nero come to take Genesis away. Yeah. yeah. And, oh, right. And the last canon shot in the compilation is of Genesis taking Vice. Oh, Genesis. There's so mm. much work to be done. Now, we don't have context for point A and point B. Point A, they pick them up. Point P is the end of point P. Point B is the end of Dirge. What I think is we get the bonus scene right here in the middle where we find out just exactly what they were up to. And I think it's very possible... I don't know, but we know that Sephiroth is, quote-unquote, the villain of Cloud, the shadow of Cloud. Much the same way right. Genesis is yes. the villain of Zack. Yes, Zack's villain. Yep. Genesis, yeah, I think mm. Genesis might be the one who reset this timeline. He's the oh. last cannon shot. He's the last cannon shot in Dirge. And that last shot from mm -hmm. Crisis Core, Nero and Vice taking him away, they've had something in mind. And they knew they were going to remake all this one day. This was always the plan. So mm -hmm. I think the bonus content you get is we're going to see a little bit further what Genesis, Nero, and Vice were up to. That's my prediction for the reunion bonus okay. content. Do you, do, you think, do you think that Genesis might just be, might just be Vice in like it might just be like some kind of like vice in the Yuffie DLC, you know, just how like vice was basically just like, like Hojo's like whatever, like walking court, like body, you know, for Hojo to like, you know, cause I, I don't know, like maybe like that's how they bring him back. Maybe they bring him, maybe, I don't, I really like what you were saying about maybe the Genesis has something to do with resetting a timeline. I mean, his name is Genesis. 
right? Yeah. You know, and the fact that like Rebirth, like the logo, it has like a dawning red. And out of all oh, the characters that that could apply mm -hmm. to, like one maybe, like the only two I can think of is Vincent, which that wouldn't make sense to me, and mm -hmm. Genesis. Now Genesis makes a lot more sense. Wow, maybe, or maybe like Genesis is just the Sephiroth in Zack's timeline if there's two timelines happening. You know, maybe Genesis is in the crater instead of Sephiroth. So, you know? so about that timeline thing. So, mm -hmm. I, I think, uh, if I there think, is two timelines happening, I think you know? there's something like that going on, right? Where, so for instance, I think if there is a second timeline, that timeline exists because we killed Fate. I think that timeline existing yes. is a consequence mm -hmm. of killing Fate. That timeline Correct. was not, yeah, it wasn't there before, but it's there now because we did the thing. Because mm -hmm. when you think about it, we're already doing remake, right? And Sephiroth and Aerith know what's going on. So are they are they from the future? Are they are they from another timeline? I feel like if you do too many timelines, we're we're gonna start to get sloppy here. So I almost yeah, wonder sure. if there's something else going on. Because look, mm -hmm. I I, I, play, I mean I've played a lot of Final Fantasies. I think I've played nine or ten of the numbered titles. There's really no alternate timelines going on anywhere. Hell. In Kingdom yep. Hearts, there's no alternate timelines to be found. Right. So I'm a little right. bit skeptical. I'm like, mm -hmm. well, why now? Why would you do that now? What if instead where Zack is and where Biggs is, is some sort of separate world line that's been I set was up? Just... Like a world of data, a world of dreams, yeah. a world of something. Because okay. Maybe this is where all the dead people are going. Maybe Sephiroth yeah. and Zenova's working something out where they're storing all the dead characters somewhere. Mm. You know what I mean? I don't know, just a guess. But I, I almost like sometimes I wonder if that two timeline thing is it. Because I almost feel like the it's too low hanging of a fruit. It's too easy to pluck like, and have it make sense. I feel like they really want to break our brains like cloud. So I, I can't help but almost interrogate it and be like. I wonder if it's something else. I wonder if it's time. Do you think it could be like a byproduct of something with the life stream? Yeah, almost like a fail safe, right? Because mm -hmm. the planet has a fail safe. That's what Omega is. Maybe the life yeah. stream has a fail safe and that's what's going on mm -hmm. now. Or maybe Genova is creating her own life stream and her way of baiting people into it is like, look, Aerith, yeah. Zach's alive over here. If you just oh, come wow. over here into the Genova life stream, Things will be fine. Same with Cloud and his distortions, right? You could do it that way too. Mm -hmm. Cloud, Aerith's alive over here if you just come over here. I don't know. I, I can't help but think yeah. maybe there's something other than a timeline, but timelines are very possible. I, so I, was just, I just had the rant. thought. I just had the thought that like, what if like, because I never really gave this much thought, but like, what if like, um, you know, because we see Biggs alive at the end mm -hmm. of Seven Remake, which is like, whoa, you know? And Jetsy's gloves on the table, you know, and it's like, we don't know what happened. We haven't seen Wedge. So it's like, what if, like, I don't know. I just thought it'd be kind of cool if, like, what if whatever is going on with the Zack stuff, if he formed a party with, like, Jesse Biggs at Wedge or something. The party Dude. of the dead. Yeah. Dude, like, come on. That would be super <laughs> for it. Yes. You know, or, like, or like Zack, like, Makes his way Angel to like. Too. He could reunite with Angel, but that'd be rough. That's two of the same class. They're both his book. Never mind. Never mind. Forget yeah. I said anything. Yeah. Well, I was going to say, I like, I mean, like, huh, I think that'd be interesting because, like, that's your, like, if you really think about it, like, yeah, that's like, you got, like, we have, like, Cloud, Barrett, Tifa, Aerith, now Red 13. And then we have four people over here. I don't know. Like, it's it's just a theory. Like, what if, like, 
like Zach could like go to like the gold saucer and then Jesse's like on stage. Like I expect that like, at this point, you know, or like and something she, like that. And you know? she won't like, even recognize us. Yeah. You know, so it's like, ah, I don't know. There's, there's a lot of things that could happen. And I don't really think like, I don't know. I don't really think like anything's really out of the question because of this mm -hmm. whole thing of like fate's dead. You know, well, I, 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 I'm someone who like, I, I really think that like, we're going to see a lot of similar events take place, but it's just, there's may, there may be like a little twist well, on them, but they, I still think we're going to see like these things take place. They told us that. You know? Nick Nomura mm -hmm. said yeah. in, in the latest yeah. interview, he's mm -hmm. like, you're going to go everywhere just in a different order and we're going to touch on all the yeah. same things. So mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I know that's a relief for a lot of people. Yeah. Because mm -hmm. that, that's what a lot of people just want. Like a lot of people really just like, even though there is this crazy twist on the story now, yeah, a lot of like you're catering to like the people who just want the original, mm -hmm. and you're also catering to people who are like, all right, how are you gonna spice this up? But also at the same time, like I thought remake was the perfect blend. Me too. Oh, me I love it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. The twist really came in like at the end. Like, mm -hmm. man, I lost mm -hmm. my freaking mind when Barrett got freaking stabbed. Oh, and, I don't, I thought he died. Yeah, <laughs> I was like. Yo, I lost my mind. I'm like, stop it. Like, there's this, there's no way. And it's like, just kidding. It doesn't really work with the fate that we want. And I'm like, so how far can they actually push this to the point where they're doing things differently while keeping things in the order that these whispers want them to be? And it's like, it was something I was definitely thinking about and like trying to theorize. And I'm like, another person that I was like thinking about in this game, it's like Rufus. I feel like he's going to play a huge part into this next game. You know, because it's like, and it's just like, I was just looking at like, I was kind of going over some of the stuff with Final Fantasy 7 OG, and it's just like him becoming the president now. And like, I believe he was able to see the whispers, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. And it's like, what does that mean for the future of the game? How big of a role is he going to play moving forward inside of all of this stuff? And it's like, there's just so many questions. And kind of like what Andy said, like, nothing's really off the table, per se. So like, I'm really curious. But the biggest thing I'm looking forward to is like, I really want to know more about like Sephiroth's upbringing. Because it's like, you don't really hear him say much aside from like, oh, Genova's my mom, and then my father, let's not talk about him. And he just kind of moves forward with that. So I'm like, what's going to happen? Are they going to add stuff here that's going to collide even more with the plot that's developing? And it's like, I just have so many questions about a lot, but like, I'm terrible with theories because it's like, you're just kind of grasping at straws at some point. You just have to kind of wait and see what the developers decide to release and you have to go with it, you know? But grasping at straws is fun, Manny. That's 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 the fun <laughs> part. That's that's the best part. Um, uh, listen, I have I have a lot of hopes for rebirth. Uh, one is bring me Cisne, please. Long overdue. Mm, can yeah. you imagine yeah. for for all you Crisis Core nerds out there? Can you imagine <laughs> you go to Gengaga, you go to Zach's parents' house, and there's Cisne having tea with them, watching over Zach's parents, just like he asked. Um, personally, that, that that's, yeah, that's the kind of stuff I just need to see. I just need to see it. Um, I would cry. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think I would just cry. Honestly, like, well, correct me if I'm wrong, but like, I don't think we really. What was the last time? When's the what's like the last time in Crisis Core that you see Cisne? Because like right before Zach I don't makes his great escape, she hooks yeah. him okay. up. She gets yeah. she gets them off his tail for a while. She says goodbye, and then he, I. I, I he says something like, take care of Cisne. He's like, not my real name. Mm -hmm. And then she's Oh, just yeah. Out. Okay. Yeah. 
be a more yeah that would be nice Cisne. i know there's a lot of Cisne fans out there you know there are yeah so she's like cool. yeah, she's the coolest turk i used to be i used oh, to be a rude down. guy i used to be a rude guy i love rude. what about vincent Vincent was a Turk. Well, Vincent yeah, as a Turk got fucked by Hojo, so hell no. <laughs> hell no. <laughs> nah, he hell screwed no. himself over. You're not wrong. He screwed himself over, man. No, no, he no. is he is a past Turk. He's not a current Turk. Yeah. The Turk like the oldest passed away. I will not tolerate this Vincent slaughter any longer. <laughs> Listen, I the love Vincent, Vincent but he's not wrong. <laughs> uh, I love Vincent too, but we we gotta accept That's the fact. But he's not wrong. Things have these things happen. What are you gonna do? Hojo was a powerful man. Um, unfortunately, unfortunately, which I that's something I want to see more. You know, going on that, like I want to see Sephiroth kind of hating on Hojo a little more. Yeah, yes. you know, home, more than a little more. Like, can you imagine Vincent could have been your dad? And it's like, oh, I could have yeah. had a vampire guy. Yeah, like Lucrezia. How did, how did you win, you win or whatever her name is even Lucrezia? Yeah, sorry. Mm -hmm. not like how I don't get it. I don't. I don't know. Maybe she has a type. I don't know. She. I, I think she's she. She's like. It seems like she's like really easily manipulated, like how they kind of just mm -hmm. like got her to do what they wanted him to, or just like Sephiroth being manipulated by Genova. Man, mm -hmm. yeah, well, yeah. What if like, dude? What if like Sephiroth is the one to like kill Hojo like this time around? Please, like, I'd love it. I'd it's love just it. a thought, you know. <laughs> I just think like, everybody'd be down for that. I think we'd yeah. all be great. Yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> the only thing I want from Hojo in the later games, I want the scene of him on the beach in Costa del Sol. Yeah. Just like, yeah. I'm oh getting a tan God. right now. Please. <laughs> With all the girls Please. around him just chilling. Sephiroth comes out of nowhere, just like, boom, in the middle of that scene. Just I ruins know. the whole thing. <laughs> Best family reunion ever, dude. It would be great. <laughs> uh. You wanted to know for your reunion, you got it. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> well, let's let's go on that for a minute. What is it you guys want to see from Rebirth the most? Like, what what's gonna make you a happy customer from Rebirth? Oh man, man. I mean, gosh. I mean, for me, I don't want any party members to be optional, and I don't think they're gonna do that. You know, like I don't think Yuffie. There's no way Yuffie's gonna be optional. This time around, there's better not. There's no yeah. way I can't see them making like Vincent optional. Like, I want to actually, at least playing the game, I want to actually feel like that we're a party and we're actually traversing across the planet, not just having my three people that I'm using the entire time. Because let's be real, like I literally use probably the same like three party members the entire playthrough, and it's like it just didn't really feel like I was, you know, we didn't really feel like a party. Like if they can make us feel like you know, whether it's like on the fly, you could just switch party members into battle like oh, Red 13's about to die. Let's switch in Yuffie or something. I don't know. Like, I want to like I, I hope they make it in a sense where it's like, you know, we feel like we're actually like a party, like tr actually traversing the planet. Like it's actually an adventure. I'm not saying it wasn't in FF7 because it was. It was definitely an adventure, um, but it definitely just feels like some characters at least, I mean, it's typical in JRPGs. Characters get benched. You mm. just don't use certain characters, you know? And so, I uh, whether that's the use with, like, you know, I mean, hey, like, we had in the, in the Yuffie DLC, we had team-up attacks with Sonon. Like, let's have awesome. unique team-up attacks with, like, dude, oh, let yeah. me see, like, let me see, like, I don't know, 
freaking Barrett, like, chuck, like, Red 13 off of his, his arm gun into, like, some enemies, and then, like, or something happens, or, like, let's see, like, a, like, a cool, like, Aerith and, and Tifa team-up attack where Aerith pulls out a steel chair and, like, knocks <laughs> somebody out, and then Tifa <laughs> Dolphin kicks them right in the face. I don't oh know, God. like, just, you know, I think, um, I don't know. I just want to see, like, I don't want any of these characters to be optional, and I don't think that's that's what's going to happen. And I think, like, how they have been, you know, I, I really like the dialogue and the character directions that they really have put in place in Final Fantasy VII Remake. Like, it just, it feels so natural. Like, whenever, mm -hmm. like, you're Cloud and you're traversing with air through the slums after you fall through the church, it's just, like, uh... such a fun conversation like she's she's like messing with cloud it's just it's such like a natural fun conversation and i think we just need more dialogue and conversations like that as we're just traver but with these other characters you know i don't yeah. know yeah piggybacking yeah. off of that like the biggest thing for me with final fantasy is like how much they fleshed out what was already there it's like hey we already have jesse biggs and wedge let's give them actual character this time you know so like you know more about them where you go to jesse's house you find out that her dad works for shinra and you know and that she has like this aspiration of being like a dancer it's like all these things that are like you have so much content already with final fantasy 7 og you can bring so much more out of it and like add so much more stories to what's going on like i would love to just hear more dialogue about just like kind of the universe in regards to what's going on and like the biggest thing for me is like, I just want to take that deep dive into like Sephiroth's childhood. Cause it's like every single game you see him in, he's just already wearing the black cape and already has his huge sword. Like at the beginning of crisis core, he's already destroying people. He's like an amazing soldier. You know, it's like, I want to know how he got there. You know, I want to see what his childhood was like. Like I know cloud, he kind of wanted to prove himself. Mm -hmm. So like that had a lot to do with his character and it had to do also with kind of like battling the personality that he had in the OG seven. And he finally comes clean at the end of like, you know what? I was afraid I was a coward. And on top of this Genova and all the things going on, it's like, I would love to know what got Sephiroth to this point, you know? Cause like we all know what happens in like Hojo's uh, laboratory when he's like reading the books, yeah. finds out about everything goes crazy. And it's like, I'm curious to know, like, what even started the method to the madness, you know? Like, like every, I think that would be really free soldier, right? Sephiroth. Mm -hmm. Like, well, yeah, I want, I want yeah. everything, mm -hmm. dude. Like, it'll be so good for us to just finally get a chance to understand, like, the method to his madness. Like, we know that he has so much anguish towards all this stuff through the dialogue that he talks about, but like, he's always looking forward. But I kind of just want to look back and see, like, mm -hmm. okay, what happened? You know, like, who hurt you, bro? Like, what, how'd you get to this point, man? And like, I think it'd be really cool for like everybody to kind of just go through that experience with them, you know? Yeah. So personally, now this might be a very small ask and for a couple of reasons, but I would like more Yuffie screen time. And not just because I'm a huge Yuffie fan, because I am. I love her so much. She's great. But I thought that there was a lot of really cool and compelling story going on in her DLC with Sonon. And I think there's a lot of good stuff there that we can learn more about. And I feel like we're not done with him yet. I feel like he still has a role to play. Um, and I'm not sure if we'll get that, you know, in Rebirth necessarily. But that's something that I want to see more of just in general. 
Yeah. yeah, I'm curious to know if they're going to use Sonan like as a puppet for like. Oh, Mero. I absolutely Easily. think they are. Because the way that he grabbed them at the end. Easily. First of all, can we just talk about the fact that homie got stabbed like three times? We're trying to have this <laughs> sinimental <laughs> moment, and it's just like he just <laughs> he keeps getting stabbed. I'm like, I want to cry, these. but I'm pissed right now. I'm like, let's oh, have no. this moment. Man. <laughs> I was crying. Balling, actually. <laughs> Bro, I was like, the, the water was like starting, and then he just gets stabbed, and the tears just go right back. Like, wait, we're it's and it's still pretty bad, man. <laughs> I just like, feel like there's so much potential there, though. Like, I feel yeah. like there's so much more that's gonna happen there, and that's going on there, and I really want to see it. That and the yeah. fact that her dad is in jail now—that's new. That too. That's new. Mm-hmm. That is not a. That is yeah. not intact with OG. That's one thing I'm excited for. Is like. Making Wu mm-hmm. Tai an actual place because it's yeah, such a, it's just such, completely missable. Yeah, it's you know? such a big I mean. part of the lore. Like half of what's mm-hmm. going on is built on the Wu Tai Midgar War. Like I want to yes. see yeah. Wu Tai, and I want to see I want to see more of Yuffie's anguish. There's a good side yes. quest in the original that does this, but I think they could flesh it out more. That she's really, and I love this too because this kind of binds her to Barrett in the same way where they're trying to hold on to an older world. Right, where Barry yeah. is trying to hold on to like the coal mining of Corel yeah. as opposed to Mako. Yuffie's trying to hold on to the Shinobi life, which Wu Tai mm-hmm. has abandoned post Midgar War. Midgar wins the war and basically, in a sense, starts to westernize in Midgar terms and leaving the Shinobi world behind. I would love to see so much of that with Yuffie. Like, I would love to see that yes. pride. They show you that in intermission that she has this pride about being a ninja about being a shinobi i just want i just want more of that i think there's so much to yeah. explore there yeah and i i think like me because i think i really think rebirth is just going to be massive i think it's going to be the biggest game in the in this trilogy because like real realistically like think about all the places you go to we're going to cosmo canyon so like that's all red 13 stuff yeah go to man that's yeah be we're going to corral we're, we're gonna get like we're gonna get barrett and dine's whole story like oh yeah mm-hmm. We're we're probably on it. We're probably gonna go to Wu Tai. Like, let's be real. I think like Please. I really think like Oh, we're I going think, everywhere. Okay, this, we're going well, everywhere. This, this is a funny thought. I think because I think Yuffie's gonna join the party very early on. I hope and so. I, and I have mm-hmm. I, I think it would just be really funny if like what if like the way that you like go back to like level one and start over is because you guys are just like on your way to calm, you're camping out for the night, and then she sneaks in and steals all your materia. <laughs> and, then, I, and then we're gonna go find her and it's like it's like an early game boss or like a tutorial boss or something and then she joins your party or so, i don't know you know it just it's a it just sounds fun i don't know if they're gonna do that but like yeah i think she's gonna join very early on yeah the way that the dlc ended where she was just kind of alone and she was like i want you to be a part of like my team it's like clearly she wants to kind oh, of like yeah. be with other people even in the og game it's like she kind of just like just came out of nowhere, took their stuff, and just wanted to follow them everywhere. And like yeah. the dialogue that you pressed was literally like neglecting her. I need her. I need her posing as as like a merchant in Costa del Sol, and just yeah. like, just like, oh yeah, I work here, you know, just like just as like a fun thing. I want like all that like goofy stuff that was in the original yeah. in here, and I and you know that's what they did in Seven Remake. Let's be real, like they mm-hmm. they kept like that. They they there was a, there was you know there was times where it was serious and there was this tone to it, but like dude. OG FF7 is goofy as heck, goofy and as it heck. was the remake was also goofy as heck oh, in a lot sure. of places. For you know, sure. well, I hope they and never I hope lose they keep that. that going. I hope they never yeah. lose that. I feel like, and I, I don't think like they will. Me neither. I mean, 
Chocobo Sam, Madam M, Andrea yeah. Rodeo. Yeah. Like, we're keeping it silly, dude. <laughs> yeah. you don't Andrea Rodeo, you don't baby. And I love the Wall Market 3. I hope they make a comeback. I hope oh, I hope yeah. they have something to do in the final act. Whether even if it's yes. just like evacuating citizens or something, I'll I'll take it. Uh there's just I don't know. As far as rebirth goes, one thing I want to is a lot of those slice of life moments you know yes kind of yeah. like what those intermission uh bonus cutscenes were where they're just mm-hmm. walking on the highway they're talking they're just talking you know they're just talking i don't know it's a natural adventure you know yes. like if we were if we were to get out and like just go for a walk like 20 miles to like the next city whatever and like you know we'd be having conversation we'd be talking we'd be having fun it's natural you know so like Mm -hmm. to see stuff like that like that that whole sequence at the end of intermission when it's just like cloud uh and the gang just walk they're going the calm and they're just like talking it's like you know tifa is teaching Aerith how to hitchhike that's so wholesome oh yeah i need more of that that. and you know what give me more of that just to rip my heart out later on i'm gonna say i think that makes them you know? I think that makes them more relatable. I think that makes yeah, you absolutely. like you grow with them more. You know, you see those little moments and like you really hold on to them. Yeah, I need more quippy moments. What I like, whatever. Uh, literally, the funniest moment in Seven Remake was what whatever. Uh, uh, after like Cloud, like he gets dressed up as a girl, and then like they fall through wherever, and then Tifa's there. She's like, "Oh, Cloud, is that you? Oh, my gosh, he, like it doesn't even look like." He's like, yeah, "Nailed it." I know. Moving on, you know. I need like more moments like that. More please. sassy Cloud. Yes, more please. Sassy cloud, please. Yeah, I, I love uh, the cringe. Yeah. <laughs> it was pretty good. Like I, I know, like even them about to get to uh, Wall Market when they were going through like the sewers, and every time you got past a certain part, like. Aerith would try to give you like a high five and it's just like super awkward. Then Cloud finally goes back and tries to get everyone and she's like, what are you doing? Like, I'm just like, oh gosh, dude. (laughs) I need help. I I need some serious help about this chapter. I've been trying to figure out what's going on with hands. That whole chapter, it's all about hands. The high five, the hand crane, Madam M is like a hand masseuse. I'm like, what's going on here? What am I missing? What am I missing about hands? (laughs) <laughs> but yeah like silly stuff like that is great but what i also want to see like there's something about the original that always meant something to me and i hope they keep this up not just with the characters we already know but with the new characters they want to introduce and it's that every character especially the heroes what they have in common they lost the world that used to give them an identity they all lost yeah. the world that used to give them an identity and i mm. i want to see that left not only left intact but i want to see it fleshed out more i feel like in og ff7 that was a very read between the lines kind of thing and there's nothing wrong with that and they do that again that's okay but i would love to see that sort of like presented a little bit more you know just stuff like that yeah and i think like i mean i think we're we're seeing you know kind of that theme even even with yuffie too like Mm -hmm. like you see you see that theme with her it's like (laughs) <laughs> like she literally in a matter of minutes at the end everything gets flipped upside down oh you know and so it's like oh yeah ridiculous and so you know it it's cool because it's like you know this is just like a this whole party is just a ragtag group of misfits right yeah but they all have one thing in common and they they've all really lost something you know whether mm-hmm. that's like a person or like 
you know, their home or like whatever it is, you know, like somebody has lost something, you know, and that's such a central theme. That's such a central theme of like FF7. And that's why, like, you know, like, I don't, we're bringing, I'm bringing it here, but like, you know, Aerith's death, why that's so impactful, you know, because like, it's like, that's like, that's just a big theme in FF7, you know? So let me, let me ask you guys this. Do you think Aerith is actually going to die or do you think something else is going to happen? Yeah. I think she could, but I also think there's some other options potentially that could be just as impactful. Like what? What if it's not Aerith that dies? Like what if it's say Tifa? No. <laughs> I, said, what if? I said what if all the Tifa stands in chat are rioting right no, now. No, I'm just saying, but but do you not think that could mess Cloud up just as easily? If not worse. She's the only one that can rebuild him. When Cloud's brain turns into scrambled eggs, yeah. there's only one person in the whole world that can repair him because it's okay. Tifa. I'm gonna so make then, some Aerith stands upset. So then, die, no, dude. no, no. Absolute so then chaos. if Sephiroth truly wants to scramble him, then right? Would that not be the move? He no, I actually I'm with you. I'm with you. I think he'll have every I'm just reason. saying, like, not I'm that I you. want her to, but like is that not a possibility? No. Would that not get the job done? If I was Sephiroth, I would have every reason to want to kill Tifa. If I was Genova, I would have mm-hmm. every reason to want to kill Tifa because that's Tifa, what I mean. Tifa's the only one left who knew who knows who Cloud is before yep. Soldier, before Shira. Yep. She's the only one who knows him before he became tainted by that world. Yeah, and I think like also too. I mean, gosh, because like killing Aerith screwed Sephiroth in the end. Mm-hmm. She uses holy sh- the life stream right. like yeah well, know, I mean like, so why would he make the, the same mistake? To kind of go against that point, like Sephiroth did the right thing, but he was a second too late because he gave Aerith time to pray so yes. that the materia that was, was actually de- able. Mm-hmm. So it's like too. he did the right thing by killing her, but he was like a second too late. So I think his focus will be very similar. Like, how can I just do this a little bit faster this time right. to make sure she yeah. doesn't do that? But I know I was mentioning, I was thinking about this earlier, but I want there to be, like, I think Aerith dying in the story is what makes Final Fantasy VII so iconic. Like, it's I not know, the perfect story. It's everybody leaves yeah. with a wound, like, oof, man. Yeah. Like, she was super cool and we can't have her in our party anymore. Yeah. And in a sense, you're able to relate to the characters in the game because they all lost something and you feel like you lost something as well yes. because you no longer have Aerith in your party. So yeah. you feel the same. You want your that healer, man. Feel. What the heck? It's like, yo, bro, You're like, stuck. what the heck? But it's like, what I want is like, I want Aerith to choose the fate of the world by her choosing to want to sacrifice herself. Yeah. And I want Zach Ooh, to be yeah. present when that happens. Yes. Ooh, I want Zach Lord. to literally Man, say, my heart out. Aerith say like, Please. this is, the, this is what we need to do. It can't be any other way. Yes. And I want Zach crying. Like, and no, you know what? Like, I miss you. And like, you know, it'll be epic, man. That'll I, be freaking I, amazing. I, really I don't think, think I'll have a heart after that. <laughs> I really it'll think. just be gone. And I really think, here's what I, I think could happen if there is something different to happen this time around because mm-hmm. i can see sephiroth targeting tifa 100 percent. but i yeah. still think you know i still i still i honestly i still think Aerith's gonna die i don't know okay. if it's gonna be the same as how it it was in in ff7 but like i can see them like giving you this false hope that you can save her this mm. whole time like 
fate is dead. Like you, the audience has false hope that we can save her. And even like, maybe even Cloud, because Cloud has visions of literally her dying, like very quick visions of, you know, she, you see the, the her material fall from her hair and you see her pray, like he's having this vision. So like he's seeing kind of what's gonna happen. And I think even, there's even one point where I think he even like cries and he has no idea why, Yep. right? Mm -hmm. So like, it, they can give you this false hope that you could save her. And what if you actually do find a way to save her? Because, you know, fate's dead. Things are different. Things could change. You know, it's not it's not completely off the table. But Aerith, along with Sephiroth, these are the two people who know they're very aware of the events of Final Fantasy VII. I think she knows she has to die. I think that's the, maybe the one thing that that cannot change. Because if she doesn't die, then, like, you know, like... Maybe the timeline gets messed up or like whatever happens. I think she knows she has to die. And I think she, even if like, let's say Sephiroth doesn't kill her. Maybe he does. I don't know. But if like you, they do give you this false hope that you could save her. And maybe you do find a way to save her. I think she gives herself up and sacrifices herself in the end. So I think in the end, I can't see her. I can't see her surviving, you know? And again, like uh, I think Manny was saying, do Aerith's death. Not only is one of the most impactful like moments in seven in Final Fantasy VII, it's one of the most impactful. It's one of the most memorable like video game deaths of all time. Yeah. Everybody Chill. talks about it. It's like common knowledge in gaming at this point for like a lot of people. I mean, maybe not for some people, but like it's literally like I don't know. Like it's I knew about her death before playing the OG Seven, not knowing really anything about FF Seven. You know, so yeah. it's like. Yeah, I mean, I'm just like wondering, like, if you didn't kill her off, how are you going to make the story just as impactful? Well, but yeah. I, I can't, you know, I honestly like, I just like, I think she's still, I think she's still going to die. I, th I think I really she's, do. I think she still gets the axe. I do. I, I think mm -hmm. because again, it play out differently. Let's, the, you know, just like in the original compilation, her and Zach. I think belong in the live stream together as guardians of the planet. Yeah. There's an ending about that that really works for me because they're two self-sacrificing heroes. You know, that's kind of what mm -hmm. it means to be a hero. You then transcend into the next life. So I'm with you. I think Aerith makes a, a self-sacrifice. And I think even Zach is going to end up making the same self-sacrifice. I think Aerith yeah. becomes Zach he Zach's hero in a way. You know, like Aerith, because yeah. Angeal failed, right? Angeal was a failed model of how to be a hero. So, you know, Zach was a was a successful model. I mm -hmm. think he's gonna watch Aerith do it. And yeah. I have one, and it's funny. one thing to add for the death scene, by the way, not just with Zach. Go for it. But do do any of you recall the date scene with Cloud and Aerith from the original? Yes. And what yeah, Aerith says yeah. to him at the end, I wanna see you, the real you. It would make mm -hmm. me so happy if whenever Aerith dies in this game, if beforehand she can see the real cloud. And if right before she dies and sacrifices herself, she says, I'm glad I finally got to see you. The bro, real don't you. do that to me, bro. Uh, hey, that yeah. me, and though. just yeah. like that, there goes my heart. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Because that's what she wants more than anything. She knew in OG You're that right. she was seeing someone imitating Zach, and that's why she was drawn to him. And then she realizes none of this is fair to Cloud, and that she wants to yeah. see the real authentic him. But the thing is, the real authentic Cloud is going to cause a lot of problems for what we have going on. And that's where Tifa comes in.
Yeah. Um, which I want to see that too. At the end of the day, I- I'm sorry if I upset anybody with this, but at the end of the day, Tifa's all Cloud's going to have at the end of the day. And Tifa, again, for yeah. as good a friend as Vincent can be, like he is in Advent Children, as good a friend Sid might be, and Zach might be, and, and Aerith might be, there's only one person who really, really knows him. And I, I want to really see that leaned on too. And I feel like that was the point of them really showing you not just one scene of them as children, but multiple. And I wonder mm. if they're going to flesh out, like one thing I want to see fleshed out in Rebirth, um, the story of uh, Tifa falling off the cliff with Cloud and then like oh, the yeah. whole yeah. village blamed Cloud for it. Like that, yeah, that's a it's big just like a thing that, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's not really, that's a pretty like, they talk about it, but like, and they, they show like a little flashback, but like, yeah, that wasn't really fleshed out too much. Like I want to see people like reacting to it, you know, yeah, like let's, there, let's get so more, much, there's bring so it more much, to life. There's so yeah. much from the original. that's going to freak people out. Like, are, are you people ready oh, yeah. to watch an HD Sephiroth morph into Tifa? Are, are you all ready to watch, <laughs> to, yes. to, you know, to watch Cloud pounce on Aerith and start beating the hell out of her. Like, are, are people Yo, ready for I, this? Yeah. They're definitely going to censor this? that. There, there's no way they're going to include that. No, they got to go for it. I think at the end of the day, man, I think at the end of the day, like, with all of, you know, because things could play out differently, but I think at the end of the day, like, even, like, let's say, like, we were talking earlier, like, Aerith sacrifices herself, and maybe Zack is there to witness it, and then he ends up making some sacrifice in the end. So things, you know, play out differently, but at the end of the day, all the same conclusions mm-hmm. are still yeah. there. See, I don't, right? I'm still... not sure I like that. I'm not sure. Why mm-hmm. are we killing fate if everything's going to end up exactly Yeah, and that's way. like the devil's advocate to what I was actually just going to say. Like, yeah. why did we, you know, fate's dead. So, so it's like, wow, us? really anything can happen. Well, that's right. why I'm trying to, I'm trying to wrap my head around that too, right? So what, mm. what needs to be different? I Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. what, what happened? Like, what needs to change? And I'm wondering if it's connected to that scene at the end of OG, which is technically the furthest chronological, where you see Red yeah. and his kids, and they run and they look at the cliffs of Midgar, and Midgar is being swallowed by the earth. Ashes to ashes, dust to dust. What that implies, does that mean Midgar is, is done? Does that mean the human race is done? They left that very open-ended. But one thing It means I- the next Final Fantasy game after the remake compilation... Is going to be a red 13 game. <laughs> That's what I mean. Listen, listen, when this is all said and done, when this is all said and done, we're gonna get a lot of FF7 games after this. I don't think it stops with this trilogy. Oh no way. Yeah. They're making wow. too much money. Wait. It's not gonna stop. Bro, I just want a proper Dirge of Cerberus remake. Yes. You're, gonna get, like, You're they, gonna get it. They yes. massacred my boy. Like yes. I was so upset. Ah. <laughs> I was like, yo, he's my favorite <laughs> character, but I can see what they were going for. They were doing something experimental it's like let's just use the final mm-hmm. fantasy 7 name let's try to make some dmc clone kind of and didn't really hit the mark but mm-hmm. i love the stuff that they did with the what is it the deep ground and right. uh the intermission expansion yeah, yeah. how like mm-hmm. they had the soldiers who were dressed up exactly like how they were in dirge of cerberus how they showed nero and he kept them true to his original self and it's like i really do hope that they keep fleshing out the final fantasy uh, 7 stuff and just give me a remake of dirge that's good i'll be happy and I think you're going to get it. They, they, do. they did mention it in an interview. Dirge of Cerberus was brought up. And Nomura didn't rule it out. In fact, he said, he's like, you know, originally we actually thought about doing that 
but it's on the back burner for now. So honestly, you might get your wish. I think there may be a Dirge remake in the future. Um, but the only thing I was going to add on to before is I think what needs to be different about Fate is the city of Midgar itself. Remake went out of its way to actually make you sympathize with the people of Midgar, to actually make you sympathize with the people who work for Shinra. And you have yeah. people, like even Avalanche in Integrade, you have these people mm -hmm. saying like, Midgar is not a bad place. The people here are yeah. great. Like there's hope. Like even Aerith talks about like the plate and everything. It's like, oh, all those dreams woven together. How could something like this be bad? You know, Aerith sees Midgar for its beauty, for all its warts. Aerith is able to see the beauty in it. So I have to wonder if what needs to change about fate is if it's actually about saving the city of Midgar itself. You know, can you destroy mm. Shinra without needing to destroy Midgar? I actually feel like that's part of what's going on too. Well, I mean, yeah, because I mean, I'm just like thinking of thinking back, you know, like, especially whenever you get that Zach, that first Zach cutscene, you've got a crap ton of, of fates like yeah. circling around Midgar, right? Yeah. So there's a so yeah, I mean, I don't think that's like I don't think that's like a crazy thing to think, you know? I don't like, think so either. Yeah. yeah, I honestly think that like I mean looking at the original game, Shinra were technically the people that destroyed the sapphire weapon. Like when they were making that stand, they shot the cannon right at the weapon's head to destroy it. Considering like how much they're really investing into Reeves's character of him being like, we have to look after the people. I can see him playing a bigger role, especially because he's going to be the one controlling Katsif, you know, and it's like, mm -hmm. I would really enjoy yeah. to see more of an aspect of like, because even with the people in Avalanche, it's like they're or specifically Barrett with a lot of his dialogue. He's like, I'm doing the right thing, but like innocent lives are being taken as he believes that he's doing the right thing. It's like, oh man, a few people, you know, if they die, it's okay. But as long as we're saving this and Shinra is the terrible people. And it's like, there's some money hungry people like the president, but there's so many good people out there. Mm -hmm. It's like, once you start seeing the panic in the city, you start realizing like, these are innocent people who literally are just trying to feed their families and just mm -hmm. make enough to get by. I would love to see something more along the lines of them partnering. Like, not necessarily with people like Rufus or something like that. Because he just seems evil all over. But, like, I would love to see them kind of doing more of a bit of a collaboration. Like, the people in Avalanche with the other people. Because, like, when humanity is on the back foot, you kind of get desperate. Mm -hmm. And no. you start wanting to join forces with people. No, no, and you want to try to make work. things work a specific way. Like, and it's just like... I don't know. Like, it's just one of those things I was thinking about. I'm like, on their back foot, Shinra was like actually the people who paved the way in a sense, killing the Sapphire weapon and breaking that shield so that the people in Avalanche were able to get over there. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, what if they did a little bit more on that inside the remake where they're helping a little bit more to help them to reach their goal, even though they don't see eye to eye on everything, you know? So I don't know. That was just something I was thinking about earlier and I thought it'd be pretty cool. I could see that, but I don't know. I always saw it as... Um, the the party and the Turks, uh, kind of stand in opposition to Avalanche and Shinra because like there's no good yeah. guy between Avalanche and Shinra. Like Avalanche is just a straight up death cult, you know. Try at the end of the day, they're just straight up death cult, like trying to use death to summon a weapon. And then you got Shinra over here, which is chasing the promised land and is willing to do, go to any length to reach there. Um. I kind of like the idea that these factions that kind of highlight the worst of Midgar would actually fall so that like the best people in Midgar could rise. I, that's why I love the Turks. 
Because the Turks are the mm-hmm. redeemable part of Shinra. They're the part you could extract yeah. out of Shinra and can actually retool into something good and something useful. Mm-hmm. Um, man, I, I don't know, though. I, it, it's, they, there's so many different ways they could go about it. And it would be hard to see that, like you said, maybe something happens where Reeve gets a unit of people together in Shinra and this just becomes this task force of like information or something to help out the party or help out the cause. There's so much they could do with that. And I feel like they gave Midgar so like the city of Midgar almost feels like its own character. Now I want to see, I want to feel that in the future, but that's just me. Yeah. I mean, like even diving further into the Turks, it's like in the OG game, they're the ones who actually assist with getting rid of Don Corneo and Wutai. And it's like, and then their reason is like, oh, we're off the clock right now. It's like, I feel like they have (laughs) good hearts, you know, and they want to do the right thing. But it's like when you're working for a company like Shinra, it's like you can only do so much. And they show another part of this with Rude and uh, Reno when they're talking to Sing inside of Remake, where they regret the decision that they made when they were like attacking with the helicopter in Sector 7. And it's like they were kind of just wrestling like, I can't believe we did that. And Sang's trying to tell them, like, oh, no, you did the right thing. But it's like you see them kind of wrestling with the morality of the decision that they made. I want them to keep fleshing that out. I want them to show that there's good people here. You know, it's not just about the one main party and that's it, you know. So I thought that would be pretty dope, like just kind of experimenting more with that idea. Those aren't the only examples either, though, of the Turks, like, doing their own thing. Like, they try and do that in Crisis Core as well. Like, you know, like they're under orders to retrieve Zack. And what do they not do? They don't retrieve Zack. In fact, they say, oh, we're going to go try and save Zach. They mm-hmm. fail, but. But they did you know, everything they could. They did. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, the Turks are the Turks are definitely really interesting. And if anyone hasn't uh, gone through before crisis yet, uh, it's definitely worth it. I'd love to see. That's what I want to see, too. I want to see a little before crisis. There's a really funny filler mm. arc in Before Crisis where Rude goes on a date, and I would just love if they turned that into an anime. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I'm gonna say. Make oh, an entire man. anime episode, yo. By the way, make, I do make want... that. You know, forget like, forget like, you know these these like really flesh out expansions like we, like in, like intermission though let's get the rude expansion just give me the rude you, DLC, like, please. you know <laughs> i wouldn't even be mad me neither I'd, I'd be super happy with it like when you talk about i'd be like yes let's go well i actually kind of like not on the notion of rude but like do you, do you think like we are going to like like play as zach Yes. Like in yes. rebirth, yes. like in I like, bet like better. I bet my life. I bet my life. Like I'm wondering if it's gonna be like, um, like I don't know if you guys have played FF8, but like in FF8, how like you have like your like Laguna bits, like mm-hmm. in like what like you you play a squall for the most most of the time, but like then it cuts at very specific parts where like he like gets put in this dream and then he's playing this Laguna and then that ends up being like a thing later. I'm like wondering if it's going to be something like that where like at very specific moments you play as Zach only for a little bit or what if they do like an entire like DLC expansion where you play as him, you know, and like he's like making like because he's obviously making his way back to Midgar and so to go see Aerith, right? And then it's like he, you know, at the end of the Yuffie DLC, you know, we, he see, we see him at the church, he gets there, Aerith is, she's presumed dead. So it's like, 
what what's he gonna do now like is he going to like is he going to go straight to the crater you know like are we like are we gonna i don't know like what's what what do you think what do you guys think is gonna happen in this in like with the zach stuff because i think that's like the biggest mystery to me at least right now like i don't really know what they're gonna do but my goodness i just want to play as him in the remake or in oh, rebirth you know i like, would sell my soul to play as him in rebirth <laughs> yeah and i think we're gonna get that yeah i think they're gonna do something similar to the intermission dlc where it's like yuffie coexisted in like what was already going on in the story and things were ha happening simultaneously so like maybe you'll play as the party for a split amount of time and then it's like it'll be like one of those things where it's like meanwhile and then like zach's doing his thing trying to figure out where they are or something like that or he's going on his own path like and then they eventually meet up or something at some point but like i have no idea what to think of how they're going to incorporate zach into the story for this because it's like he was never there in the original one you know so it's like how do you just throw this character that everyone knew just didn't exist at all technically in final fantasy 7 for its entirety of its story just a prequel to it how do you add them to this and like make it make sense while keeping everything relevant still? Because you don't want to stray too far off from like how the ending's going to be, you know? And it's like, that was something I was thinking about. It's like, everybody was like so hyped, like, oh my gosh, Zach's going to be in. And I'm like, but how in the world does he fit in though? You know? And it's like, it's just going to be so interesting to try to figure out how that can work. Like I know in the original game, I feel like what Zach can do, it's like, I kind of mentioned it earlier, but when Cloud gets the Mako poisoning, he's in the wheelchair and then mm -hmm. him and Tifa fall into the live stream. And then Tifa's in his subconscious and finally snaps him out of everything. Like, this is the mm -hmm. truth. I feel like Zach's going to do that to Cloud instead of Tifa doing that to Cloud. He's going to be the one to be like, yo, this is what's going on and kind of snap him out of that mm -hmm. thing. Maybe while they're fighting Sephiroth or something like that. Like, dude, he's trying to play I, tricks with dude, you. Dude, like Listen, I'm all for the convergence of the timelines. Like, yes! at the, like at the end, like just, I don't care how it happens. Like it, it, it's just a fanfic thing at this point, I feel like, but you know what? At the end, listen, we killed fate. Things already messed up. The timeline's going to get messed up. Cloud is about to give the black material to Sephiroth at the Northern Crater, but here comes Zack. Zack slices his wrist. hand off. In the timeline. Oh, and, and then, like, he snaps him out of it, and then your final boss is, it's, it's, it's Cloud and Zack versus Sephiroth, or versus Genova or something. That would just be so sick, man. I don't know. I think it would be cool. Like, I think it's, it's a fanfic moment, but, like, come on, man. I think, like, and I think the role he's going to play is just, it's going to very heavily depend on the route they're taking with this, you know? And I think the yeah. route that, yeah. I think everything, if I'm being completely honest, I think how these events play out is all dependent on what Sephiroth's endgame is this time around. Because in the trailer, yes. you know, the yes. trailer poses that question, what's Sephiroth's endgame? Well, if you play the original, you know, like what he's trying to do, right? You know, he believes he's this descendant of the planet because he believes his mother's actually Genova. So he's trying to destroy, you know, like. He's trying to be like the most powerful being. Yes, drop he's a trying to, he's trying to become a god because like, he believes that's his right, you know? Mm -hmm. And so, but, you know, they're asking this question, like what's Sephiroth's endgame? Well, if you played the original, you know, but like, obviously this is a, in the remake, we're dealing with a much different Sephiroth. What is he planning? And I think whatever the heck he has is going to determine how these events play out. Mm -hmm. I'm genuinely convinced that Sephiroth wanted this alternate reality to happen. Like, 100%. and we kind of mentioned this earlier. 100%. But at oh, the yeah. end of the game, 
I mean, he literally just let Cloud like beat him. You know, like he's Dude, just he looking at him and he there. smiles. He and stood there. I'm like, why didn't you block it? You know, and then he stood there. He just smiles, bro. Like, yeah. And, <laughs> and then like even to him seven seconds <laughs> until the end, whatever that means. I know there's a lot of theories out there. Like, dude, he's toying with him. And that's always been I, Sephiroth saying the toy with cloud. You know, I, mm -hmm. I really think what it's coming down to is Sephiroth says, well, if we can't beat them, let's get them to join us, right? That's what happens on the edge of creation oh, cloud. Yes. Come with me, you know? Let's define destiny Let's together. together. I think, yeah. look, if you're Genova, what do you want? You you literally want to devour the whole planet. If you're, Genova mm, yeah. is this virus that is trying to spread so that it can take over the planet like a host and like Sephiroth says, and ride this planet through the cosmos. That's essentially what Genova wants to do, right? right. So you know that no matter how powerful Sephiroth could be, right? He was practically a god at the end of OG FF7. And that ragtag group of yeah. misfits still took him out. So it's like, maybe just gaining all this power isn't the answer. Maybe the answer is we get everyone to submit to Genova. And this is what I was kind of talking about before, where there's gonna be, maybe there's going to be this temptation, right? Because we all want to save Aerith. And maybe mm -hmm. this separate, this other world that's being like set up is a way for wow. Genova yeah. to bait everybody in and be like, come with me. And who knows, maybe yeah. Genesis and maybe, maybe like the, the checkmate move for those who are familiar with Dirge is maybe Genesis and Vice, maybe they're successful in summoning Omega again. And Omega gets summoned mm. oh, and yeah. New Year's coming and they're going to reset everything and fly like, and, it's just and like, you got to deal with all these weapons that the planet just unleashed. Like right, it's all going to the, yeah. the planet now. Like, and you're yeah. going to be tempted with this way out. This way mm -hmm. out where you could have everything that you want. Yeah, everything is so much better here. Come to this yes. timeline. Oh my gosh, that actually, and, you know what? That, is, that could be a real... She manipulates your perceptions of reality. Yeah. So she can literally do that for you. Yeah. Like she, can, she can warp the world for you if you want. Wow. Because Sephiroth, you know, if, 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 the, if Cloud and the party don't do exactly what they do, you know, like Sephiroth won't be stopped. And if he can, if him and Genova can really actually convince them, like. Not you know, only that. Right? Like, yeah, I, I'm kind of, I'm on board with this, you know? Sephiroth demonstrated, like he demonstrated time and time again, he could kill any of those party members whenever he wanted. In chapter yes. two, he freezes Aerith. In the middle yeah. of the alleyway, he frees her. He could have just sliced her head off right there. We could be done with the whole game, but he doesn't. He doesn't want them dead. He wants them right. to join him. It's about yeah. a reunion, a conjoining. That's what he wants. He needs them alive, and he needs them under Genova. Like that. That's what I have to think. the uh, The ultimate plan is Sephiroth's end game. Yeah, that's my guess. Wow. No, I, I like it a lot. And I you know really like that. That would that would kind of make you know this what alternate timeline, whatever this stuff is with Zach. It would make it a lot more like significant to the story you know it's not mm -hmm. just zach is doing his own thing over here whatever maybe there's a convergence of timelines in the end and you know that's it no that would actually make this have more meaning than just whoa zach is alive things are different oh that's cool let's go play with zach a little bit over here mm -hmm. and do whatever we're doing over here no i i really and the fact that like you know we don't know like if because like we were talking about this earlier but like again like zach 
he has Mako and him, so it's not yeah, you know, obviously like Sephiroth would be able to probably control Zach Great as much as he to can bring control. Back. Yeah, as much as oh, he can control God. Cloud. And so it's like, you know, you can gosh, like I mean, if 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 you can do that across timelines, if you have a way to do that, like I mean my gosh, we have a lot that is going there's so much that can happen and there's so many possibilities. And gosh, that's the question. What's Sephiroth's endgame? And I think that is truly like that's how these things are gonna play out. It's all oh. gonna be dependent on Sephiroth. Cause this whole remake trilogy, it's the focus is on Sephiroth. It really is. You know? Well, and what, what I like about here? that, well, what I like about that too is that, like, they made it very clear how important Zach is, and yes. for them to just be like, "Oh, he's just doing a thing over here," which just doesn't seem like it would fit, and that, like, like you said, adds a lot of value, and so that would, that would fit. Yeah, and the fact that, like, you know, like, because the, the rebirth trailer, we haven't even really talked about the trailer, right? <laughs> but, like the rebirth little teaser, it's it's like the, it's you know, Cloud and Sephiroth are walking. They're walking to the reactor, you know, it's like that flashback, you know, like it, it's that. And I truly believe that's going to be the tutorial. I really believe we're going to start off there and we're going to like, you know, you're going to have cloud and you're going to learn how to play the game and that you're going to be able to maybe control Sephiroth and that your tutorial bosses, you fight this big red dragon. Right. And then you learn team up like you just that's your tutorial. Right. Snap back to reality. Uh, we're either yeah. at calm or we're going to calm or whatever, because I, I don't mm. think we really do get to Nibelheim stuff until we get too calm so but oh, I mean, that's what we're doing at the beginning there, yeah. yeah so it's like that makes sense to me and so um you know i think frick what was i saying <laughs> we were talking about oh the trailer okay yeah because yeah. that's there that's the first thing we see in the rebirth trailer and then like the then we see zach carrying cloud to midgar and it's like dude like this is important we just don't know what it is, did you, you know. Notice, did you notice Cloud's tone of voice when he seemed to be talking about Zack? Did he not almost seem like angrily confused when he's like, where are you? What happened to you? I know. Like he almost seemed agitated. Yeah. Is you that know? is that who he was like talking? Like talking about or I, two? I, my I guess is that. I, would, I mean, none of us really know. A lot of that is like could, could be taken completely out of context. Like I think when Tifa says, oh, you think I'm an imposter? I think that's when they go back to Nibelheim and Shinra's doing the cover up. Like none of that existed. And they're like, you're not Tifa. Tifa died here five years mm. ago. And, you know, it's like, oh, so am I an imposter? So who knows when all these lines come from and what their context is? But I do think that's Cloud talking about Zach. I can't imagine. Who else would he say, yeah. where are you? What happened to you? Like, who else would he be saying? And that you know about? what? That's actually one thing I'm really looking forward to in, in this next installment is the, you know, the tension that's going to happen between the party because mm, of yes. all the stuff that's happening. And just like, ah, because oh, there's just so much, you know, like, it's not just going to be happy go lucky like we're going to go and we're going to do we're going to go here and it's all going to be good no there's like real conflict that happens with these characters and the fact that like sheesh i mean i i think i would think cloud because of like the maku connection with with zach and genova he's gonna probably have visions of zach you know oh, oh for absolutely sure. so he's gonna, he's gonna be, you know and he's gonna like i think maybe even because again like <laughs> Like we were talking about earlier, we're getting that Crisis Core remake remaster. 
that's gonna, you know, it, it what Crisis Core does, it does spoil like that big twist with Cloud, you know? And so it's like, I think Cloud very early on is gonna figure out, like maybe earlier on, like that might be something that's different. Like he actually figures out early on, like he's not really, you know, all this memory stuff that's going on, the stuff with Zach. But then it's like, how do we, I guess, go about that? Yeah, I'm excited for the tension. You know, I yes. want to see character. Is guess what I mean? I want to see them broken, man, and divided because that's going to set up for such whatever the heck part three is going to be called. Whether it's going to be called like return or like I don't know revelation, don't know, revelation or like I don't know, I don't know what is it. Re something. I got it. No, someone in the it's chat nailed it. Up. Someone in the chat nailed it. Eric the dude says all jokes aside, I think the final part is going to be called restore. It would fit the theme of a subtitle Ooh, starting yeah. re being two syllables and would refer yep, to the two syllables. Where would refer 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 to the restoration of the planet or restoration of the timeline. Live stream. Yeah. Well, I mean, no. the theme fits. Like, think, yeah. well, think about. Okay, like think that. about. Oh, right. I think Eric nailed it. I, and I think he is too. And you know what? Because think about like Final Fantasy VII remake. What's happening? It's there's a double meaning. Yeah, it's a remake. But guess what's happening? Sephiroth is remaking things, or at least he's trying to. Final Fantasy VII Rebirth. What's happening? Well, Zach's alive. Mm -hmm. Genesis is probably coming back in some way, shape, or form. And if it plays out how I think it's going to play out. Right where I th I really think we're gonna end at like the crater, and I think Cloud is gonna give the Black Materia the Sephiroth, and I think he's gonna be reborn. Is he's reborn? There's like two meanings there. Restore. Well, okay, we're restoring the planet, we're restoring the timeline, and we're restoring the party. We're getting the party back together. We're going on the quest for the huge Materia. We're gonna go hunt all these weapons down, and we're just restoring everything. We're it, it's re it's Return of the Jedi. It is. It's Return of the Jedi. That's that's no. We're breaking Baron Tifa out of yes. jail. We're going yeah. to be It's gonna be no. I'm with you. Tifa's I'm gonna you. slap the crap out of Scarlet and dude. I'm HD. so pumped for that scene. The FPS. I am I so that. pumped for that I scene. I hate to break it to you all. It's not happening. I hate to break it. You don't think so? That's you. That's Yuffie's fight now. That's Yuffie's oh, fight. You, yo, that's no, so no, true. Yes. That's oh, actually so cool. Okay. Okay. She's yeah, gonna okay. slap the crap like out of Scarlet. Oh, and I'm here for it. I'm like, here this for is it. for Sona. Or maybe that's how Tifa like right and up. Yuffie bond. Maybe that's how Tifa yeah. and Yuffie bond. Who knows? Yeah, yeah. maybe they team True. up and slap the crap out of Scarlet together. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, it's a rhythm game or something. Yo, the happy turtle song plays and you're just like slapping it. Yo, the happy oh the happy turtle songs slap bro the happy <laughs> turtle songs are so good like they are cow. though yo but speaking of goofy shit i need the gold <laughs> saucer in this game to be not only massive oh. and expansive yes. i want online functionality i yo, want all, oh, yeah. all to play mini games in the gold saucer together that's Dude, what i you know want. what i want give me that a mini game hub let me wreck all of you in fort condor right now, yo, four condor battles. I, I would love that. <laughs> Chocobo racing, not Chocobo yes. racing. Oh, like Chocobo no, racing, no. right? Done correctly. There we go, dude. Give me, give me an arcade machine that is literally just like the PS1 polygon version of like the Chocobo racing in like FF7 OG. I think that'd be just it would be super meta. Like, I just, just give it to me. I you love know? that. I'm with Man, you. Yeah, that would be dope.
Man, oh well, yeah, I, I hope the I hope the gold saucer really is like as because honestly, so whenever I played through FF7 the first time, I actually like wasn't a huge fan of the gold saucer personally, but it was just because like I didn't really spend time there. Like I just went there for what the story did and I never went back. And then I like I've been playing through I was playing through it again. And I was going back. I was like, wait, this is actually like really fun. Like I actually really like this is great. It's a great time, and it's act- it's arguably one of the biggest areas in the game, too. Like when you think about it, yeah, it should be it should be like super goofy, man. Like let's like go all out. Like I want like have Dio in a speedo in the arena, Dio, you know, Dio, like, dude. Like <laughs> right, like my goodness, jacked man. He's jacked. whatever. Yeah, Jack dude in a speedo. Sure, like why not? <laughs> like just go all out. Like <laughs> I also want to see them go all out on those Bugenhagen scenes. When he kind of takes oh. you into like that planetarium sort of place. Yeah. Yeah. Yo, they did so good in the Shinra lab where you have yeah. that CGI sequence and they show everything. Yeah. If they do the yeah. same thing in Bugenhagen when they're explaining everything that's going on. Yo, it's like, I wonder. Well, oh, do you man, it would be so crazy. Do you guys, do you guys think Bugenhagen? Because I, I was kind of thinking this, that he has maybe like a similar awareness that Aerith and Sephiroth do. Probably. Like, yep. I don't know. I'm, I'm like, I'm like, what I'm very, I kind of want to see like, I think like we're gonna get like, we're, you know, Bugenhagen's gonna break everything down for us. But like, I I just can't help but think like there's gonna be like some some subtle moments where like he'll like look at Aerith or and or look at Cloud or something, and then he'll say something like super subtly, and it's gonna be mm-hmm. referring to like all this timeline stuff that's going on because he if anyone else is gonna be aware of what's happening outside of Aerith and Sephiroth, I think Bugenhagen really is the only other person. That yeah. would be aware of like what's happening. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that, that happens. I mean, if they keep it in the same order, that would happen pretty early on for part yeah. two. Like Cosmo Canyon's one of the like first kind of places we go to. Um, I hope we get a lot of like, I don't want to call it CGI, but pre-rendered, I think the best way to describe those certain cutscenes. Yeah. yeah. I hope we get a lot of those because there weren't a lot of them in remake, which, you know, is fine. But, you know, because the game was brilliant. Don't get me wrong. Mm -hmm. But I really would love to see uh, a big chunk of those CGI scenes because it sounds like from at least the way the devs are talking that this game is going to be massive in comparison to remake in every way. Not just with the maps and the gameplay and all that, but just with everything. And I, I would love to see that kind of covered on all fronts in uh in rebirth yeah and do you think like uh i mean i don't because i i feel like like traversing like let's talk about like like the traversing the world itself i mean like because you know we do you think it's gonna i i i'd like to believe that it's gonna be kind of like wide linear just kind of like because like they're making final fantasy 16 wide linear you know in the sense of like you have this like bit you have these big zones you can only yeah and you can only get to certain places if you have certain things like a chocobo or whatever open world like, game is post-apocalyptic and basically empty, yes. and that's for a reason yes. <laughs> give yeah. me wide linear baby i'm all in yeah i'm a fan <laughs> of it you know yeah. like and i think yeah. like i don't know i feel like i don't think i don't think like open world would work with this no i don't know? think so i don't think it would no, I think there's too much stuff that has to happen, but in a particular. I would love order. though, man. Exactly. I'll say, like, I would love to, like, gosh, I mean, you know, like the open world in Final Fantasy 15, if you don't even want to call it that, very empty, right? But like, if there's one thing that I remember that was like kind of cool, at least 
it was like seeing like you're like going if you're going on like a hunt and then you can see like some of the enemies in the distance once they like render in that is like i want to be like going to like like walking outside of the chocobo farm and i want to see like that that midgar serpent like just like mm. out there in the world it's like whoa i could go like fight that thing yeah if i really wanted to you know and it's like it's just like there right and then like you go there and then it's like this boss encounter you know kind of like elden ring i guess in a sense like because i just played like elden ring recently you just see like like this world boss just like roaming around and then you could go up and fight it at any time i think, I think that get, would be kind of sick i think you're gonna get stuff like that in part three for sure mm -hmm. oh absolutely mm -hmm. with like the weapons and stuff like that 100 oh, yeah. oh yeah yeah i agree with you Alrighty, so we are already 90 minutes deep. Um, if, if anybody sees something thrown in the <laughs> chat they want to bring up, you're more than welcome to throw that in. But, you know, as far as we all go, is there anything Rebirth-wise we haven't spoken about that you guys would want to cover? Anything come to mind for any of you? Oh, you guys got anything? I think we, we talked about a lot. We did talk about a lot. We, yeah, <laughs> we did cover like a lot. We did cover a lot. Um, I yeah. I mean, sheesh. I mean, oh well. Yeah. Here, here, here. <laughs> I don't know. Do you guys want a group assignment? I think Umbra just gave us a group assignment from something we talked. Oh, here about we earlier. go. It, says, it might be worth explaining to the audience the difference between a timeline and a world line. So the way I oh, now we're entering Kingdom Hearts territory. Oh like, gosh, no way, spoilers, please. Just let me know. Yeah, Manny hasn't played through all the Kingdom Hearts games. We won't yet. spoil. We but, won't spoil nothing. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, the way I understand it, like with timelines, is like okay, here's here's the four of us. We're in timeline A, but in mm, timeline yeah. B, I'm bald, and we're talking about Balan Wonderland because it was a smash hit. And these are two timelines oh happening <laughs> on the same stream. One's here, one's here. <laughs> In a world line, you almost have like a bigger, more expansive universe and you have world yeah. A, which let's call that Apple world and world B is orange world. But in orange world, a year is 365 days and in Apple world, it's 80 days. Like these two different world lines mm. kind of operate on their own time axes and kind of can have their own individual worlds between the two. That's how I have always understood it. I don't know if you guys could right. help or add anything yeah, to no, that. that sense. No, I think you did a good job. I have nothing to add to that. Oh, yeah. Like, <laughs> I think you yeah, hit it on the head. Beautiful. So then I think we can move on. You know what we should talk about a little bit, I guess, is we didn't talk about a lot of Crisis Core reunion. So of the four of us, who actually got their hands on and played Crisis Core? Every year. 100%. We've got, we've got one of four of us, and I love if to If cutscenes count, then yes. No, that's all yeah, I, no. I saw. That is, Man, that is, that is a bro. disservice to yourself. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so, Kitties, let me ask you. Is, is the combat okay. as much of a letdown as people make it out to be? Absolutely not. I think the combat's one of the more charming parts about it. I think it's very unique. I think, you know, it takes a lot of... It almost... Part of it kind of almost reminds me of like a birth by sleep sort of feel in some ways where you can kind of customize and make the different types of moves and fighting style that you want, personally. Really? I think there's a lot of freedom there. Yeah, yeah, I think there's a lot of freedom there. I think, you know, it, it all depends on how you want to play the game, you know? Like, you can make different materia and moves based off of, you know, what, how you want to do it, how you play best. 
Interesting. You know, I like yeah. that because a lot of Zach's character has to do with freedom. And if you're saying that you it's can- The price of freedom. The price of freedom <laughs> is steep. Um, you're saying you can pretty much build Zach out and like there's unique ways to kind of build his character yeah. out. Really? Yeah, absolutely. Because again, I'm with these yeah. guys. All I've really seen of it is is just a There's a slot movie. machine. Okay, the slot machine is machine. one very small part of it. That <laughs> is like one part. And those are like your different, like, I guess, bigger moves. And you don't really have control over those. Those okay. are, you know, very random. And you can get a very wide variety of things. You can get a summon. You can get... Oh, I don't know. Like you, it depends on the character that lines up. You can get a massive heal. You can get mm. all kinds of different stuff, and that is one part of it. That part I don't even pay much attention to. The part I like is finding my materia and like fusing my materia to make the different moves I can you know, have control over and use all the time. Really, it's just like birth That's by cool. sleep, kind yeah. of. Well, and well, then you have to swap them too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mm. Well, and then you have to slot them too. So like you can only have so many different things like in your in your deck and you have to yeah. pick and choose. How and how do you feel about Drew in the chat is saying they're adding shortcuts and camera movement to the combat? Is that something you think can make a leap of a difference? Yeah. Oh, for sure. I mean, like it's a fantastic game, my favorite game, right? And like I'm not going to sit here and pretend like the combat's perfect. Like I'm not I'm not saying that, but like, yeah, there were some times where I would have liked to move the camera a certain way, or, you know, it would have made the fight a little easier if I could tilt the camera that way or this way. So yeah, I think that'll make it better for sure. How does the pacing feel when you're actually playing the game? Because one of my complaints about Crisis Core has always been the pacing, but I never felt like that was fair because all I ever saw was just cutscene after cutscene. Whereas, you know, playing yeah. the game kind of gives you a different feel. So did you, yeah. do you feel like the pacing is smooth so in Crisis Core? Or how do you feel about that? No, I think it's great because when you're watching the cutscenes, yeah, it's going to seem rushed. It's going to seem like you're moving sure. through a lot of things yeah. at once. But there's a whole like cabinet of missions at your disposal, and they cover different things. Some of them cover, you know, events with Wu Tai. Some of them cover, you know, other places that you'll go. Some of them cover the slums. Like you can go all over the place, mm. and there's all these missions, and they can take quite a while to do. But, like, I think that might help with some of your pacing issues. Yeah, and I think some stuff it'll I help, personally too. Like Don't you also, you get, like, a bunch of collections of, like, emails and, like, messages from the characters. You, so there's stuff you, from Song. And it's so and, yeah. cute. So cute. Oh, my God. One of the cutest things in all of Crisis Core, I kid you not, is watching the fact that Zach and Sephiroth are total bros. Total yeah. bros. Is it something that you just don't see coming after playing OG7, right? You see Sephiroth as the big bad. You see mm -hmm. him as the final boss. And then you play Crisis Core, and they're literally, like, calling each other on the phone. And, like, like, like just casually talking. It's just, like, it's such, a cute, it's such a cute, charming thing to see. And then I think that makes Sephiroth's, like, character change and development Humanized a lot. Him. Yeah, it does. No, because... Mm -hmm. That that's the thing is that I think it makes it so much more impactful in that moment where he flips on a dime, where he like turns and changes. It makes that so much bigger, mm -hmm. you know. Yeah, so kind of feel more like betrayed, you know. Well, it's important. Kind of, yeah, it's important yeah. to humanize him too, right? Because like as far as OG and remake are concerned, he's always this sort of like ethereal, otherworldly creature that can freeze characters in place or vanish or appear. Mm -hmm. 
getting to see such a grounded human side of him is mm-hmm. really, it really adds to the fact he became a villain because then it makes him a tragedy, right? You know, I'm not in the oh, boat that it makes we need him a tragedy. Yeah. It builds on Zach's story, like because essentially, I mean, Zach, you know, has to fight his best friend. Like yeah. that sucks, you know, <laughs> like. But well, no, I think having those reactions early on too, I just everything just builds so beautifully, and I just there's a reason it's my favorite. And I'm glad they're bringing it back because it's a game where, like, I must have watched the cutscenes to that game like five times. I will still, mm-hmm. still, when I'm bored, will put on the Sephiroth Genesis Angeal fight. Like that's yeah, just that, that scene oh, is yeah. so sick. It's one of my, <laughs> yeah. one of my like boredom okay. elixirs, man. Can we talk about the fact that they got uh, Sheba's voice actor from Neo Twoey to voice Genesis? Dude, I can't wait. Be- I can't wait. I can't it's wait so to perfect. Watch it. It's so perfect. Like he fits so well. I don't know. It's, it's just be great. Uh, it's no, he did catch yeah, that sort of pompous, good. that sort of pompous, prestigious sort of delivery. Mm-hmm. Like, don't get me wrong. Yeah. I like a lot. I like the voice actors in the original Crisis Core. Oh, for sure. But I'm thrilled we're doing new voices. Me too. That's kind of where I'm from. I, I yeah. love the old voices. I do. I'm excited. But I'm thrilled about the new stuff. I think Genesis the most could probably use a fresh voiceover. Um, Genesis is so yeah. cool. I, I like Genesis. It's just, it's too much Loveless. And I love the Loveless trope. No, no, no I such thing. There's no such thing. Oh, Jesus. How dare you? There is such a thing as too no, much no, Loveless. No, 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 no. There is I'm not done. such a thing as too much Loveless. Uh, I'm, I disagree. I think I'm, I'm indifferent on Genesis. Like, if he never showed up in the in the remake, Trilogy, I'd be fine. No, no but if he did, I'd be like, no, okay, you, you shut cool. up. I need, no, no, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. If he did, black, okay. I need cut to black, and then I need. Even if tomorrow is barren of promises, oh god, yes. no, <laughs> my return, and then he just comes yes. out. Like, oh, you guys think we no, see Minerva he's... in Rebirth? By the way. We're all, everyone's mm. talking Angeal and Genesis. It's like, what about Minerva? Is Minerva eh. coming back? <laughs> I don't know. I think I so. I don't think we necessarily need it. I think so. I think so. I think you're going to start to see Aerith have inner dialogue with Minerva. That's what I think. I think Minerva is going to end up to Aerith what Genova is to Sephiroth. I think that'll kind of be there. Plus, I knew. That would be interesting. Because, like, with, remember, didn't they try to make it seem like the Whispers were the one giving Aerith the messages? They didn't just make it seem like they outright said that. That, like, every time yeah, the Whispers touch did. me, I lose a piece of myself. Um, yeah. Maybe now the Whispers aren't there. Maybe now Minerva has to try to communicate with Aerith. I don't know. I feel like them roping in Crisis Core. I think it goes further than Zach. I think I think we're going to see a lot Fair. of Crisis Core in Rebirth. Yeah, yeah. And I am here for it. I'm sure. I'm sure you are. <laughs> Give me all of the Crisis Core. <laughs> yeah, I think. Um, I mean, I don't know how much. Uh, there was just you. You were asking like, is there anything else we want to talk about? I think really the only thing I was thinking of was like, do you think? And maybe this is a part two thing. Maybe it's maybe it's a part three thing, but like, do you think uh, maybe they actually make like summons more part of like the main story? You know, like in terms of like trying to like more so in part three, right? Because it's like 
all these like like your diamond weapon, ruby weapon, these kaijus are like roaming around, and it's like Knights man, of the Round like, is going to be a must. Yeah, that, like no, Knights of the Round, yeah. right? Like, yeah. do is or a quest like that like part of? Do we have to actually do that as part yes. of the main story? You know, I think that'd be I, I a cool way to like just not make that a side quest and to not just you know make that like a um uh you know like to actually make that to to give like whether it's part three or whatever to give like part three to expand upon it more i don't know it's just a thought because i know like final fantasy 16 is very very gonna be very summon heavy and i can't help but think like maybe like you know some because like the devs who are working on that or you know like square enix you know like they're all they're all in tandem with each other i feel like with at, at some points and i can't i can't help but think that like Maybe like some like then like you said, maybe getting a golden chocobo like and breeding that is like a breeding a golden chocobo is part of the main quest. Could you imagine? To, like you know, after all the crap they're gonna <laughs> yeah. go through, after everything, yeah. you're gonna bring Barry and Tifa out of jail. I'm like Barry, Tifa, come quick, we gotta breed chocobos, and they'll be like, <laughs> down. Are, are you aware of what's going on? <laughs> And it takes uh, yeah. forever to get a gold chocobo too. Yeah. Like it literally takes. Oh, forever. Even following like a guide, it still takes a while. You got it. Well, even like, <laughs> and I think even uh, I think even Drew was saying in the chat, like, give me Gongaga. Like, correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure Gongaga was all side quest, wasn't it? In the original, wasn't it like a like more so of a side quest than like the main story? Or did you, did you actually like go there? I think I'm trying I to remember. They force you. I think they force you. Yeah. There's a lot of important scenes that happen like with Tifa yeah. and Aerith. I, I just remember because I just remember um, there being some missable stuff with like the like the Zach stuff in OG. It. You can't miss it because in the OG like both Tifa and Aerith get awkward in Gungaga because they know about Zach mm -hmm. okay. and they both uh, know they I'm, can't bring up I'm Zach. remembering it wrong then. Never mind. No, but yeah, I, just, I, I thought there was There's a lot in OG yeah. 7 you could end up skipping over. All I'm saying is I, I, I thought there was like some side there's definitely like some side quests that definitely seem like All of they shouldn't just skip. be side quests. You know? Yeah. We yeah. go there or I riot. No, we're going. We're going, and we better will be there having Tifa's ex parents, and then this is all I want. <laughs> Can you imagine? Uh, you walk in, Cisne's like having tea with the parents. Tifa and Aerith are there. They're acting super weird because they can't bring up Zach. Esty shows up with a pizza. Oh my like. god! <laughs> and she's like, "Oh, Aerith, you're here." And then she says, she says, she says the word Zach, like these are Zach's parents. And then it, it just folds. It just starts falling apart. I don't know. I don't know. There's just so much to be done with Gungaga this time is all I can think about. Mm -hmm. Like I, I, mm -hmm. I, it's, I think Cosmo Canyon is the place I'm looking forward to the most, just like aesthetically, just cause like, I love the theme. I love yeah. the look. Oh my gosh. It's awesome. But Cosmo Canyon, that was like. Cosmo, like, Nanaki's, like, entire story with, like, him, like, thinking that, like, his father, like, was, like, you know, he just, he just like, up and left and, like, you know, he, he he died a coward. But then learning, like, no, he died, like, defending, like, our home and, like, he died. Oh, man. Yeah. Dude, that wrecked me the first time around. Like, I legitimately yeah. like, cried. Well, because like, you it find was, out like, Nanaki's, like, a teenager. He's like, yeah, he's like a yeah. You think he's like this refined, distinguished, tough man? Yeah, he's he like, might be voiced by Matt Mercer, <laughs> but he is indeed like, like a, a teenager. teenager still. Yeah. yeah. Mm hmm. Gosh, yeah, I can't wait for. I I want all the feels, man. Like, 
even oh uh, like I, I can't wait for Sid. Like I, I I'm I'm wondering like if they're gonna like we didn't even talk about Sid. Yeah, yeah we didn't. So, like yeah. are they gonna are they gonna I mean I don't I thought that was pretty fleshed out in the original, like Sid's whole they story really and like his dream to like go to yeah, yeah. to go to space. And I'm like wondering like I'm just excited to just see like just like how re in remake how all these things were brought to life and like all these all these moments that happened in the original were brought to life and just like really just like given such a charm that yeah. like really made like it just really made looking back at it just like oh my gosh like i just that's what i'm excited for the most like the charm that remake yeah. had and like seeing that in rebirth and like just the character interactions and stuff and like like oh man like i don't know like i think it's gosh i want to see like sid and barrett interact more to be completely honest like they're very similar, you know, like I just I want to see the bit erect more, you know, yeah. are we going to have when we get the airship, are we going to have like the pilot who's like he's like level one and then you're 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 progressing through the game and it's like level five pilot and then he's like a little more hyped and then you get to like level 20 and he's like, I'm ready to level 20. <laughs> Ain't no kidding. Like, I want that guy. I want level 20 pilot <laughs> to be like in the game. Like, I just, you know, it's just. Well, I, it's stuff like that. I don't I, want and, them to pull any punches it. with Sid. That's what I, yeah. I'm actually a little because like mm -hmm. it's um it's very dark and Sid is not a very moral guy when you first meet him. No, he's yeah. Not. But <laughs> I, I don't want that. I don't want them to pull punches on that. Like, uh, what's his? You no. um, think we're gonna get some f bombs? What's her name? You think oh, we're gonna easy, get an f bomb easy, from Sid? Easy f bombs. What is his? He he'd hate you for saying it, but what's his like girlfriend's name? It's it's name? like I can't remember. No, it starts with an S. Excellent. I just can't remember. Whatever her name is, is he um, he's nasty to her because he 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 takes I out a lot remember. of what happened in the. It's past like he can't her. forgive her because like she's quote unquote like the reason for something, even though she was just trying to protect. Well, no, him. he and can't forgive like, himself, and he takes it out on her. Yeah, because she said, "Sid, launch the rocket. It doesn't matter that I'll die. Launch the rocket. Launch the rocket." But Sid, as awful and nasty as he can be. He didn't have it in him to do that to her. And like and that, yeah. and there's something about that I love. They're like, as awful and nasty as he can be, there is still that man who sacrificed his dream. Era's her name, yeah. You know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. there, there's still that man who sacrificed everything he worked for his entire life because he couldn't he couldn't do that to her. And you know, there's something about that like duality of his personality. They're like there's so there's something about that that's always drawn me to the character. That and I need yeah. an explanation for why he's so freaking strong. It makes no sense. It makes <laughs> the dude is boozing all day. He chain smokes cigarettes. He should be coughing up a lung after the third turn. It makes no sense. Everyone else we know, half of them have been experimented on as humans. Tifa's like a lifelong martial artist. Barrett has a gun for an arm. Yuffie is a shinobi. Vincent is like half dead, half alive, lifelong turn. Yeah, like, <laughs> like everyone we have this explanation for why they're superhuman. And it's like, oh yeah, that alcoholic who just like sits at home all day yelling at his wife. Yeah, he's like, he's got the most HP. What? And it's some super alcohol, okay? <laughs> it's in the lab. It's super, super booze. Maybe it's the booze. Maybe it's oh, like, he's got a booze mechanic. Maybe it's the chow beans. Maybe he's just Yo. binging the chow beans. I don't know. I need Maybe. something. I need something. Oh, my Lord. Also, did I say Matt Mercer? I meant Max Middleman. <laughs> Voices. Uh, Is that why I saw somebody? I get them mixed up. Somebody put a correction yeah. in the chat. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. I, yeah, I, get, I, I get them mixed up sometimes. They're two double M's, you know? 
honestly, now that I think about it, you know what I want? You know what I want? A night out on the town with Sid. I want a night oh where my Sid, Sid rounds up the honestly. boys and they you know just trouble. <laughs> give me, give me, give me an FF9 moment with like Zidane and Vivi, and they're just taking a leak like off the cliff yes. and uh, admiring the stars. Yeah, <laughs> let, let me get that with like Cloud and Sid. <laughs> oh my god! Oh no, it would it's be just... Barrett and Sid. You know, it'd be Barrett. Oh, oh my yeah, god. Barrett. Barrett, Barrett yeah. would like pat uh, yeah. him on the back, and then he'd like almost stumble over. And... <laughs> oh my god. Oh, uh, man. I so never knew things. I needed this. But you know what? It goes a lot to what you were saying, Andy. It's that charm. They so yeah. they really captured that charm in Remake to the point that, like, I, I loved playing Remake. Like, that combat is the best combat I've ever played in a game. I To this Me day, too. I cannot get Me enough too. of it. I cannot get enough mm-hmm. of it. But, boy, when there was a cut scene of just all these characters interacting, I couldn't be happier to put my controller down for a minute. And just be like, oh, oh I want yeah, to mm-hmm. this in, yeah, yeah. And like, yeah, I feel, you know, like, cause he, at least, like, gosh, I feel like I'm watching a movie, and like, man, like, I'm okay with that. Like, it just feel, mm-hmm. I don't know, like, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of with you, and like, man, I, dude, like, team attacks, dude. Like, I mean, okay, so like, I'm playing through Persona Five right now, and I love, like, the one thing that I'm like loving is like the show times. With, yes. like, the characters? Yes. Like, can we get, like, ultimate team attacks or something? Or, like, I don't know. Like, it's, like, again, like, it's just, like, like it's just, like, a, like some kind of cinematic cutscene, and then they do something, like, super funny or super, like, whatever, and it's, like, and it does, like, a massive amount of damage. Like, that would be so fun. You know, they did, like something they like did that. do a couple of those in Remake. I, like, one that sticks in my head, if you remember, you're, like, in the sewers, and you do that move where like Tifa gets on Barrett's arm and Barrett like propels yeah. her up into the air. Yeah. If, you could yep. get, if you could trigger that mid battle as opposed to it being like your like finishing cutscene, if you could yeah, trigger right. that like mid battle. That would be really cool. That would mm-hmm. be great. Um, the other thing, this is something I actually talked about um, like a few episodes ago, but one thing I think they really need to clean up, their side quests. I, I think there were a lot of mm. good side quests in Remake. But I think a lot of them were just not only were they boring, they meant nothing. You you talk to some That's random there. NPC, he's like, Oh, there are these guys in the yard, and I want to go to the yard, but the, the monsters are there. And then you go and do it, and then that's it. The guy's like, Hey, thanks. And that's it. Yeah. I, I didn't like that. I have a formal demand to rescue more cats. <laughs> that wasn't so bad. See, I, that one was functional because it showed you it showed you how to get around Midgar a little bit. I had to. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm, and I'm, I think yeah. like, I mean. I guess, like, because I, I barely remember any of the side quests outside of, like, finding the cats and, like, hunting exactly. a behemoth. Do you remember you know? the rewards? And, like, <laughs> do you remember the rewards? Uh, how about collecting all I the don't, music? I don't remember the rewards. I remember the oh, music. gosh, the music, But that's man. my problem. And, like, I recently just played Final Fantasy X-2. And I think that whatever they thought up for side quests in Final Fantasy X-2, they should do from now on. For example, in Final Fantasy X-2, you have, like, characters that give you your side quests, right? So like Waka gives you side quests. And every time you do that side quest for Waka, you unlock a new Waka cutscene. I would like to see this. Instead of just some random NPC over there, it's like, oh, you're going to go do the Roche cuts, Roche side quest. Now you get the Roche. We never talked about Roach now that I think about it. Okay. Roach is a Sephiroth clone and we're going to watch him slowly, slowly lose his mind. And that explains his fascination with Cloud. Oh my god. Pocket theory. <laughs> wow. 
end of discussion. I love actually, it. No, actually, yeah, I can't think of anything better. Uh, like, that was wild, I'll and I loved what. it. I'll, I'll freaking show you why, man. Uh-huh. He's getting off. Uh-oh. Here he goes. I'm on Sephiroth clone in my closet. Let me see. Yeah, let me pull this out. Where is this shit? Yeah, well, because, like, that's, yeah, because Roche, like, pulls up and then, like, I think, Bro, yeah. They're, I, they're on the same page. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Like, everyone yeah. else gets their yeah. own freaking page, gets their own full thing, but they put Roche and Sephiroth right next to each other. Interesting. I don't know what's going so, on with that. So what do you think, like, what do you think, like, is going to... I don't know. Like, what? What do you think is? Um, what do you think they're gonna do with them? Like, you I said, like you get, he's, you we're gonna DLC, see deteriorate over. You're gonna get a DLC yeah. of the Adventures of Roche and Johnny. Oh my god! Yo, both of them together would actually be <laughs> so funny. Yeah, dude. Oh my gosh, man! <laughs> that actually would be amazing. Yeah, that would be I, hilarious, dude. Oh, God. Wow. We're coming up on two hours. Let's see. How much longer do we need to go for this to be the longest episode ever? Yeah. Oh, Let's Kitty see. said her, her power flickered out or something. Her power oh, flickered no. out? Okay. Okay. Yeah, she, it's all good. We could... Uh, we see you, kitties. <laughs> she looks really happy. She, she, she went out. She did go out like a champ. She's having a good time. That's she what did, matters. She did go out like a champ. Maybe, <laughs> maybe this is a good place to wrap up then, actually. If, uh, if she's... Like, her power is out? Is that what she said? Like... Oh, uh, I said like it was like flicker. I can oh, like. Oh, oh wait, she no, gonna, she's is back. she gonna be able to come back? Can she make the grand return? <laughs> Meteor is currently back. coming down from the sky. The power went out. <laughs> the like things are happening. The reunion. <laughs> the reunion. As soon as you see, as soon as you talk about Roche and Sephiroth, I don't Making know, man. Well, so okay, because so remind me a little bit, because uh, actually yeah. I don't really remember a lot that happened with Roche outside of like, there was a boss fight and like he showed up and he's like this crazy guy that like, you, you know, it was like, there was a whole thing with him, but like, yeah, I don't know. Let's, Isn't I, I he soldier of, second I, class? Is he? Yeah. I can't, I can't remember. It's, it's been a couple years since now that I, I played the remake. It, they only do the experimentations on soldier on first class. They only do the experimentation. Ooh, on first okay. Class. You become first class because you survived the experimentation. Like mm, that, and that, mm. like all those Sephiroth clones you see, and all those guys like reunion, like those are like the failed, like the failed. There was like the failed, yeah, yeah soldier yeah. experiments. Oh, and I think he shows up in chapter four, which is like yeah, that's like a, a single part chapter. Yeah, I, say, I don't think a single part of that's in the original game. They just kind it's of not, like no. added a lot of that in it, and you also see Roche because you play Fort Condor against him, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and like he's actually hilarious, man. Like I, 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 I would love to get more of his character to tell you the truth. Yeah, well, I was like, gonna say because like, so what else could they do with him besides make him just like? I mean, because I what you said, I totally agree. I think that's that that's what's gonna happen. Like he's just gonna deteriorate deteriorate gonna over time. It. But You're like, watch it. Yeah. yeah. But what? But yeah. like, what other? What impact is that going to have on? I guess like the story, like the overall story. Going well, forward? it's gonna mess with Cloud. Yeah. It's because Cloud's gonna see Roche mm-hmm. and go like, "Is that's just? Is this just what's gonna happen to me? Is my brain gonna turn to okay. mush? Is that why I'm seeing yeah. things? Mm-hmm. Is that why I'm hearing things? You know, which something else I noticed." A lot of his like tr- like headache triggers in remake really had ever anything to do with Zach. Like it was mostly mm-hmm. Zach stuff that triggered mm-hmm. him. Right, the first thing that triggers him, 
Barrett goes, or is he a loyal little doggy? And then he has the big trip. And his biggest oh, trip, his yeah. biggest trip in the whole game is when Aerith says Zach's name. And then you yes. see him and he has like this almost like, yeah. like this big thing. Uh, it's, I, I, this, I, I know I keep coming back to it, but I feel like the Zach Cloud reunion is actually going to be awful. I think it's, I think it's going to be, yeah. it's not going to be the happy go lucky thing we all think it is. I don't I, know. I think so too. All right. Let me read this in the chat before we start wrapping up. Umbra says, not in part two, of course, but in part mm -hmm. three, when we have the meteor, I would love if part three of FF7 is literally just lightning returns again with the timed mechanic. LOL would be so good. I've never played Lightning Returns. Can anyone help? Not. I played part one and part two, not part three. The time mechanic by like the, you mean like the old school sequences and games where you have to like press the buttons at certain times to let like the sequence actually play successfully? Like, I think you're thinking of quick time. Yeah. Like quick time events. Yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh. So you actually have a time limit to like, <laughs> to like stop Meteor. <laughs> Like that would stress me out, man. I yeah, mean, I time limits in games, bro. That's, that's love, basically Majora's Mask. That's basically yeah. Majora's Mask. I love running my platinum relics and Crash Bandicoot, but like, bro, doing that for an entire game, like, yeah, I it gives me anxiety, yeah, bro. It stress me out, bro. I cannot do it. I hate time in game, bro. Like, let me take my time, please. Like, I, I hate it. I mean, it could be like a thing where, like, uh, I don't know, like Type Zero has like a. Like a system where like you know certain actions that you do actually passes time so like if you if you choose to like spend time with like a character um you know it, two hours pass if you decide mm -hmm. to like venture outside and go explore go do like some quests outside of uh i'm trying to remember the the what the hub area the school area is it, you know that takes like eight hours or something and then whenever like that time whenever you spend all that time then that's when the story progresses forward so mm -hmm. i mean you know Meteor is imminent, right? It's coming. Yeah, that would be kind of something. It would stress me out, but it would be interesting. Hmm. Well, yeah. it's been two hours. And that's a long time. Wow. That's a doesn't long time. Feel like it. <laughs> it doesn't feel like it at all. These things always fly. Um, I guess I'll ask again. Is there anything that we haven't discussed that any of you would want to touch on? Man, I don't know. Because we covered, a, lot of ground we covered today. a lot. We have covered a lot. Yeah, I can't think of anything. I'm going to take that as an open no and say that it's time for us to wrap up here. So before we <laughs> do that, if all of you would please, I'm about that. All their links are in the description. Make sure you follow the three of these amazing individuals. If all three of you, maybe just before we bounce out, give your farewell message, your final take about FF7 Rebirth, and let people know where they can find you. Somebody yeah, be aggressive um, and take it. Let's. I was, was going to try to start at that time. <laughs> um, I just wanted to say I really enjoyed my time here. Uh, I never really do stuff like this, but like doing things like this always reminds me just like how much I love video games. And there's other people out there like me who also are really passionate. Just kind of want to talk about this stuff, which is awesome. Um, I stream very inconsistently on Twitch <laughs> under unknown live. Feel free to stop by when you can and uh, we'll have a good old time over there. I'm actually playing through the Kingdom Hearts series for the first time. I'm going to be playing Chain of Memories next, which is like not necessarily Final Fantasy related, but I'm excited to try that out. And um, yeah, I enjoyed my time here and I hope you guys enjoyed having me. Yeah, uh, I'm Andy Brew. Uh, 
man, like Landy again, thank you for inviting us on the podcast. It's always a great time. Um, I am very excited for seven rebirth. I think seven rebirth has the potential to be one of the greatest final fantasy games of all time. And like, just for what they're setting up. And I, gosh, you know, I'm excited for crisis core and I'm excited. Like I, yeah, I'm very excited, you know, and I haven't really, it's funny. Cause I, I usually, it, it, I, I don't really, I get it. I feel like I like really the only thing that gets me this excited is like kingdom Hearts stuff, but like, it's really cool to like, FF7 is doing something to me to get me wanting to talk about it so much and like getting me super excited. Like I really like where they're going with it. Um, and yeah, you know, I I'm on YouTube as Andy Brew. I'm on Twitch as Andy Brew 48. Uh, you know, I do a lot of JRPGs, action RPGs, just like first playthroughs is my thing. We do some challenge runs occasionally currently doing like Neo. The world ends with you on ultimate level one. We're running some dev relics for Crash Bandicoot 4. So we just yeah, there's all kinds of stuff you can expect there. So if you want to come hang out, you can. And if not, that's cool, too. Um, am I the only wow. one who can't hear her? I can hear her. It sounds fine to me. For some reason, I'm not able to hear her. Can the chat hear her? Can, could the chat hear Kitty? We need to know. Oh, what is this? Oh, boy. Okay, let's fix that. There we go. Um, try it now. No. Oh, yeah, the chat doesn't hear. Chat says silent. Interesting. Oh, because I, I can hear her. Yeah. Yeah, well, I, I, yeah, this same. is terrible because the way you guys are reacting, she said some really cool shit. And I was like, damn it. <laughs> of course. It wasn't <laughs> silent the whole time, was she? No, no, that no, would no, be... no. There's no way okay. she was silent. <laughs> Could you imagine? That'd be terrible. That would be really tragic. Why, why can she? Why can? Why can you guys hear her, but I, but we can't. Oh, so man, I, I, I believe the audio is being picked up on your computer. So whatever you can't hear, chat also can't hear. So that's why, like, they can't hear, you can't hear, but me and Andy can. So I don't know. The only thing I can think of is like leave call, join call, yeah. see if that can help resolve the issue. Yeah, I think that's the best idea. If you want to try backing out and jumping back in. Yeah, let's do that. Let's do that. <laughs> oh, I, I can hear. hear. I can hear. Yeah, you guys can hear. Why can't I hear? You know what? I'm, I'm gonna, Me and Andy uh, are I'm just gonna, gonna just say everything that she says. Kenny, do you want me to translate for you? I can translate. <laughs> I have to sound like you. Oh, I, I can't I get it. my voice <laughs> that light, man. I got this. I can't. <laughs> It'll be great. Okay. Just, oh, okay. just word for I word. Just word for yeah. word. Give it to me. All right. The, I'm Kitties and Minis. Go for it. I'm Kitties and Minis. This is my very no, first podcast. We can hear this was my very first. We okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to be so bad. <laughs> I was about to be. Well, I like the energy, though. The energy was being matched. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> We can hear you okay. now. We can hear well, that's you. great. I didn't do anything. <laughs> oh, now we can't see anything. Oh, we're back. Oh, we're God. Back. We're back. Okay. We're no. Wait. All right. All right. No, Let me try wait. again. On, on, the, uh, on the, if you look at like your stream, the, you can't see anything. Wait, what? Ah. Wait, really? Yeah. yeah. So we are back. Maybe we just me. Let me refresh. We There's, are, this oh, is, I can see. No, we're fine. It's just my computer. Just let her Sorry. do her outro. Oh my, oh my gosh. It's coming. It's on the way. <laughs> okay. Sorry. So I'm kidding. 
Okay, so I'm Kitties and Mitties. This is my first ever podcast. I really did have such a great time. I love talking about things that I love with other people. And I love it when we don't necessarily agree either because I love getting like all the different ideas and stuff. So that was super fun, super cool. I hope I get to do it again sometime. But um, yes, so I stream on Twitch. Um, I play a lot of JRPGs right now. I'm playing Through the World Ends With You because this month was its 15 year anniversary. So and uh, when Crisis Core Reunion comes out, feel free to come by and watch me sob over Zach Fair. I mean, everyone's welcome. I'll be there. I'll be, honestly, I and thank would... you so much for having me, Landy. It's, it's my pleasure. All of you are always welcome here. If you have anything you ever want to chat about gaming, you let me know. We'll make it work. Um, hey, guy, thanks for doing this. This was fun. Um, yeah, thank you. This was No, awesome. this was great. I, I loved I, it. I love this kind of stuff, so... Uh, if you're hanging out on Twitch, please stick around for the raid. Let's see whose evening can we ruin? How about Josh? How about Josh? Oh, my boy. We're gonna stream. We're gonna oh, we're boy. gonna raid Josh. Anyway, thank you all so much for hanging out. Big shout out to all of you. Shout out to the Sages of the Lodge, the mods, and of course our beautiful and amazing guests. Until next time. Bye, guys.